I teach a dumb bitch, I'm gonna get millions. Watch this. In the project living, Damn. spoke it till existence. Voila. More change than 50, got more cars than Diddy. Oh I only weigh 180, but my watch cost 250. What's up, guys? It's Andy Frisella, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And fuck, there's a whole lot of them right now. Welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we have a full-length show, and it is going to be a banger. But before we get into the show, do you motherfuckers believe me yet? Let's just be real. Um, I started telling you about all this shit going on in the world 2019. And I've gone step by step by step by step. And every step I've tried to open your eyes a little bit to, I've been met with a, a, a mediocre uh, sort of response. Like y'all are too afraid to stand up for yourselves or something. Okay. Um, we're in the shit right now. They are trying to do exactly what I've been telling you that they're trying to do. They are trying to remove the middle-class business owner, and they are not going to stop until that fucking part of the economy is destroyed. Okay? That's the reality. So a lot of you guys who own businesses that listen to me, and you're sitting there, and you're afraid you're going to get fucking written up, and you're afraid you're going to get a ticket, and you're afraid that uh, somebody from the health department is going to fuck with you. Well, guess what? That's the lesser of two evils. Because they are trying to kill your fucking business. And I've been hesitant to go this direct with you guys because I try to be reasonable, but we're, we're in the fucking shit right now. And this is the game and it matters right now. What you do if you own a company right now, if you own a business that right now fucking matters. And if you patronize businesses, if you go to restaurants, if you go to entertainment and you go support these companies, it's time to demand that they open. Okay? Because if they don't, we won't have shit. Like I said in episode 88, the... Zuckerbergs and the Bezoses and all these fucking people that don't give a fuck about you are going to own everything and you're going to have nothing. And you guys think this is some sort of conspiracy theory shit. I don't know what it's going to take to convince you. I don't know what it's going to fucking take, man. But if you don't open your business at this point, you are choosing to fucking go to poverty. You are choosing to lose your business. And you might want to blame the government or your governor or your city councilman or this or that or this about, you know, oh, they closed my business and I couldn't make it through 2020. No, motherfucker, you closed your fucking business. You closed your fucking business and cost your employees jobs because you're a weak fucking leader. That's the truth. And all these, but Andy, there's fines. All these fines will be thrown out in court over the next two to three years. And you better be willing to fight for your motherfucking livelihood or you better be willing to go work at a company like Amazon or Facebook or fucking companies that are over the hump of size that are going to still exist. And most of you, that isn't you. So I would think long and fucking hard if you're a restaurant owner, if you're a small business owner, if you're someone who's dealing with these restrictions, if you're a customer, who's sitting there and thinking, well, fuck, dude, I like those places. I hope they don't go out of business. You better start talking with your fucking wallet right now because businesses are dying and they are dying because there's people that you believe are like you that are not like you. These are people who you believe 
has a good intention heart like you do, and they do not. Okay? If it's not apparent to you to what's going on right now, I don't, I cannot help you anymore. I cannot, I cannot lift the curtain anymore. I can't ease you into it anymore. I can't, this is the forceful implementation of socialism and communism in the United States. This is their fucking play. And you better fucking resist it or you're going to be part of it and you ain't going to like it. And all you people out there that think I'm fucking, you know, with a tinfoil hat or I'm paranoid or this or that, what the fuck have you built? What have you done in life? Where, what choices have you made that were the right ones? Because I've made a fucking lot of them and you think that's cocky as fuck, but it's a fucking matter of fact. So if you listen to this show and you're a business owner and you don't open your motherfucking business right now, it's on you. And that's it. Now, with that being said, we're going to have a good show. We're going to talk about a lot of things going on in the world. But if you're one of these people that's just going to fucking bitch and moan and cry about everything that you hear that you don't like, this show ain't for you. Okay? Go, go over there and listen to the shit that, you know, is exactly what you want to hear, which is why you're in this position in the first place. Because you guys only look for shit to listen to that you fucking agree with. And you wonder why you can't fucking get anywhere and you can't learn anything. Okay? It's called confirmation bias. You're out there seeking information that makes you feel smart because it agrees with what the fuck you've been trained to think. And you like that little cookie of feeling smart. This is the whole fucking trick, bro. This is the whole fucking game they've been playing with your head. And you better wake the fuck up or it's going to cost you. And it's going to cost you a lot more than your fucking business. With that being said, guys, I have a great show for you. Got my co-host, my brother, Sal Frisella. What's up, Sal? What's going on, everybody? I've got a special guest, lead frontman of the Bad Wolves, a good buddy of mine, Tommy Vex. What's up, bro? What's going on? Good Great to be to have here. You here. Yeah, yeah man. thank you for having me. Excited. I walked in. He was had that sweet little voice singing. Are you trying to serenade me, bro? I was. Yeah, I, I was. We like, walked you know one what? time yeah. on the treadmill. Well, that's it, and then that's it. You know, well, I told you it's the <laughs> golden throat. Speaking of serenading, I do have DJ 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 here. We don't have DJ God. What's yeah, up, DJ? Just DJ. What's yeah. up, guys? Yeah. Dude, and DJ likes to serenade me when we work out, too. It's cute. He's pretty True. good. Yeah, he likes- Stiff competition he, over here. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. Like a, he likes that, uh, that you know, uh, Kenny G. Yeah, yeah. That's DJ's vibe. Luther Vandross. Yeah. Yeah. Luther Vandross. Oh, yeah. That's T-Pain. So what are we talking about today, man? There's so much shit going on in the world. And like, dude- I know that rant at the beginning, guys, a lot of you are like, holy fuck. Well, yeah, but the, the reason why is because I'm frustrated with you guys. I'm fucking frustrated. Okay, I've been putting this shit out there for you to hopefully connect the dots. And it's like everybody's paralyzed and not wanting to, like, say anything. Well, fuck, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, uh, so-and-so told me I can't open my business. So what should I do? You fucking open your business, man. This is how you fucking feed your family. This is how you feed your employees. This is how you contribute to the fucking capitalist economy that we live in. And dude, you guys have to wake up, man. You have to wake up and you have to wake up soon. Or there's not, there's not going to be anything. There's not going to be anything. It's reality. I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, I, I think the, what's, you know, being in the entertainment industry and and having come out 
pretty early on this year uh, with some of my more conservative-leaning ideologies. Yeah. The backlash is insane. To me, the this, you know, there's been a weaponization of of a health crisis uh, to leverage an assault on small businesses. This is just another version of cancel culture. Right. So, like, if you're in the entertainment industry, if you're an actor or you're an artist, you know, you see things. Like, I've I've had incredible backlash. I've lost, you know, I had a I had a book deal with a with a very for a lot of money. I lost a book deal. I lost I've lost endorsements because I've come out and supported a candidate. Um, I've been sh- like, you know, blocked at radio stations because of my political views. And uh, and cancel culture is like out that they're, they're like really running at me. And a lot of people have had to deal with this. You know, it's like you see somebody like Ice Cube. He comes out. He sends two bills to both political parties and the left are like, yeah, no, whatever. We'll deal with this another time. And the right are like, well, let's take these into consideration immediately and let's see how we can help the African-American community, you know, and then he gets he gets reamed out. Yeah, because he's cooperating with the with a party who wants to actually help and put into effect change that will change change society Dude, and and change the urban environment. This is fucking insane. What's going on? It's insane what's going on. I'm 100% sure this show right now will get some sort of fucking censorship on it because I don't give a fuck. We're going to talk about it all. The fact that you cannot post things Things that have actual fucking, like, dude, they're actual happenings on of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, like for example, they're, you know, they didn't, Hunter Biden laptop thing. Okay. We're oh, going to talk yeah. about politics for a minute. That shit was all over available for consumption before the election. Now, all of a sudden, you see it on CNN after the election. And why? Why do they have, why are they talking about it now? Well, maybe because, uh, they wanted to fucking save that bullet for, for fucking Joe Biden himself so they could get him out. The fu- They're already trying to move this motherfucker out and put Kamala in behind him. Like, I, it could be that. I, I, think, I think that's what it is. I think them finally going to the Hunter Biden laptop and leaving trace amounts of, of whatever yeah. is a pivot to avoid the fact that Texas has taken the the election fraud to the Supreme Court. Yeah, it's on the bone. Yeah, so it's just like they the, they have to they acknowledge it. They won't report on what's going on with the election fraud. Yeah. So they're gonna they just like oh this instead. It's yeah. like oh a bird. Well, they eliminate <laughs> it's the old squirrel right for the dogs like da 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 squirrel. But yeah. I mean I think by eliminating the current event, they bring up a passive and allows them to still have airtime mm-hmm. on something that's quote unquote relevant, even though it's not truly relevant. They are fucked. That's what it comes down to. They're fucked. They've lost the complete trust of at least fucking a huge majority of the people. Dude, like, if I really wanted to... I don't know, man. I, like I said on episode 88, there's going to be some people that have their entire worldview just fucking yanked right underneath them. And I, it's being done on purpose. It's being done on purpose. Being done on purpose. But I think Tommy brought a great point up. Like, you look at Ice Cube, right? I think Ice Cube, to me, like one of my childhood greats, yeah, right? Iconic. He is arguably. I agree. I don't. Yeah, I don't know who would be a better representation or or uh, a figurehead for the black culture in general. Here's a man who has, you know, mended the bridge, white people, black people, in a highly, highly racial time of his life. You know, from Compton. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> 
He's made some of the best movies, some of the best music. I fucking love the guy. He did his action. He sent it to both parties. Trying to figure it out. He's trying to figure it out. He, yeah. He's trying to be the spear, right? Yeah. And the motherfucker gets blasted for being yeah. the spear and, and of trying to figure out what's what's right and what's right by the people. Yeah. And I think that's therein lies like the, the the struggle or the real problem that exists. It's like, can't the motherfucker, can't we find out the truth? Like, here's a guy who I think everybody respects in some way, shape, or form. You can at least fucking say, hey, man, that guy's fucking done it. I see you trying. That, yeah. No, and he's done it. Like, yeah. he come from yeah, fucking yeah. nothing. He's put oh. himself on the fucking map, totally yeah. on the map. He got respect from black people, white people, old people, young people. He's a fucking great yeah. center for he's what it is. OG, yeah. yeah, and the dude gets blasted. He's an American. Like, he's, he's, he blasted. exemplifies, like, like everyone in this room, he exemplifies the American dream. Born in the ghetto. That's right. Had to do it himself, didn't have much, came up, did what he had to do, then transitioned from being a gangster rapper into acting. His son became an actor, right? He fathered his ch his children. He raised them right. Business person. Great business guy, right. you know? And so, but that doesn't matter. No. Yeah, no, no it doesn't no, no, matter. No, no, no. Get we got to get rid of him. Fuck him too. Well, yeah. I, I think we're in a weird time now because I think what we're seeing is this transition of this cancel culture getting canceled. No right. shit. And yeah. so I think it's a beautiful thing. So I don't know. You guys know the fight between Jake Paul and, and Nate Robinson, right? Jake Paul's a white guy. <laughs> yeah. If you could call Robinson. it a fight. It wasn't a fight. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, you know, Nate. Our funny, our fucking natural. Dude, I got nothing against Nate Robinson, but no. We just start laughing. And listen, you, you win some, you lose some, right? That's right. I mean, sometimes you get knocked right. the fuck out. And sometimes <laughs> you get knocked out. Right? Yeah. Well, he, so, so they, they have Jake Paul on this talk show, okay? And the two co the, the two hosts of the show are two black women, and they ask Jake Paul, "quote Was it racist to knock out a black man?" He handled it perfectly. I thought he handled it pretty yeah. fucking. What, what do you respond? Oh, dude, he goes right to him. He goes, "That is a stupid fucking question." <laughs> <laughs> like it was it's awesome. a fight. It has then, nothing to do with race. And then, and then she was like, "What do you mean it's stupid?" Yeah, right. and he's like, "It's stupid," and she's like. That's a very fine question. <laughs> it's like, it's no, so she tells him, I need to get dude. you woke. Bro, look, dude, this bullshit of, of that shit where, dude, listen, there is a fucking agenda at play to fucking make everybody hate everybody. So we don't know what the fuck they are doing. Right. Well, this is a, that's a really, this is a war tactic. And yes. this is why this Divide is and conquer, bro. Well, there's a, our greatest strength in this nation is our multiculturalism, yeah. right? We're a nation that was built on immigration. There are people here that are from all over the world and and some came from slavery. You know, some of our answers came, came over from slavery. Some people immigrated here. We've been emancipated for quite a long time. And, you know, that's being exploited, right? This social, this, this social engineering ideology of separatism uh, is makes us unable to unite. Like I miss uh, the America on September 12th. Yeah, me too, bro. Uh, the day yeah, after 9/11, yeah. there was no race. There was it was over, you know. And I like I remember watching uh, this a pastor talk about this thing, and you know, this is years ago. And he was like, "There's no race in God's kingdom." And for one time, I was like, for the first time, I was like, we, "There really is no difference." And we really all became American. And that was too long ago for the kid, for, for they don't a lot remember. of the kids. They yeah. weren't alive then. Yeah. They don't understand the violation that we as a nation went through and mm -hmm. the tragedy and the loss. Mm -hmm. People also forget, 
you know, one of my biggest arguments, I've defended law enforcement all year. Yeah. And I, we, my, as a band, we support law enforcement and people are like, you know, like, you know, they lose their mind over it. Like, but you're, how could you, you're black. And I'm like, <laughs> because I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Right? right. Because I understand that in every job, Dude, there's going to be that. somebody who can't do their job. Right. Dude, look how, look how fucking misguided that, that assumption is that, because you're black, you're supposed to believe X or this or that. Yeah. That dude, to me, in my mind, that's, that's racism. Yeah, it is. You know, and people like I'm looking over here at all these fucking white people calling fucking black conservatives Uncle Toms and all this shit. And I'm like, excuse, like what the fuck? That's what I said about the well, I, I actually can't take the credit for it, but I had somebody DM me about the 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 Jake Paul fight, and they're like, well. Wouldn't it technically be racist if he didn't knock him out because of the color of his skin? I'm like, well, no shit. Yeah. Yeah, if he threw the fight because he didn't want to, yeah. you know what I mean? But that's the thing. It's like now we can't even engage in gladiatorial sport. Like, it, it, it's so ridiculous, uh, you know, it, and someone like me, you know, I have the same experience as somebody like Lil Wayne, right? Lil, you know, Lil Wayne, he they asked him, how do you think there's a problem with race in America? And he said, I, I don't believe it. He's like, I came out on stage and I remember this and there was only white people. And I was like, cool, cool. Yeah. You know, and I'm the, I'm, I'm, bro, you I'm a, a black guy black in, a, in, a, in a rock band, yeah. in a multi-platinum internationally successful rock band. And little white kids run up to me and give me hugs. And so, so are black kids, like people don't care. No. You know what I mean? And so I do remember there was a time like in the 80s and the 90s, race still was an issue. Yeah. I think after 9-11, it was a significant psychological shift in the unification of Americans. And people need to understand, too, I grew up in New York, but I've been touring for 20 years in this country. I've gone to all the places. I've gone to all the the backcountry, the teeny tiny, you know, venues in Alabama or Mississippi or wherever, Louisiana, Texas, like, you know, just like, and I've lived in all the big cities. I lived in New York. I've lived in San Francisco. I've lived in Vegas. I've been in Los Angeles. I'm at Huntington Beach now. Like, I experienced this country. And especially after Obama was elected president, to me, as as a as a, a an African-American man who is in a white dominated industry that was probably the last putterings that was the last embers ashed out and i don't know you know and maybe i'm not having this experience but i think that there's a component of self-victimization to believe you know to insist that you're being mistreated Dude, because of the color of your skin taught, when it's not happening it's taught in school it's it's critical race theory dude it's been taught for 20 years when you remove yourself from you and say, okay, well, if I was taught the things that they were taught for the last 20 years, what the fuck would I believe? It's easy to understand why people believe that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're told this is the way it is and all white people are fucking racist because they're white and all black people are victims because they're black. Like, dude, th like, let's just think about this for real. What did this? No, seriously, bro. Like I want, I'm going to point something out that nobody ever talks about. What a disservice to the young black children who are have ambitions of being great and have ambitions of building something to be told by people that no matter how hard you try, no matter 
how hard you fight, no matter how smart you get, no matter how accomplished you get, you will always be looked at differently because of your skin. And you always have a much harder time. Think of how demoralizing that is to hear your entire life. Well, but think about the thing. This is another to counteract that. To be told something that's an outright lie and then live in a culture where African-Americans dominate sports. Yeah. Look at basketball. You see that people in the NBA taking a knee and saying they're oppressed. I'm like, only in America. Like, I'll tell you, listen. I'm, <laughs> Dude, what'd you say when I fucking looked? We were in the locker room yesterday yeah. and they were showing some NBA guy and I, they, showed, they showed his salaries for the last six years. Yeah, yeah. And it was like 18 million, 20 million. Yeah, it was like 35 30, million. 37 million. Yeah. And, was a, I, yeah. and I look at it and go, dude. That guy's got a good gig. And Tommy goes, yeah, he's so oppressed. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make NBA money. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Fuck. And we I, all want to like, make NBA money. <laughs> well, dude, it's like, it, look, there's something, some things, my life story is pretty out there, but a lot of people don't know this. Like, I, my mother was a crackhead, and I was abandoned in a hospital. I'm a tw- I have a twin brother. Me and my brother, my mom abandoned us. Bro, you're a twin? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I was adopted, and like, I, and then I got adopted into a, into a, a white family. In, ni- in 1982. So my parents weren't racist then. They didn't care. They adopted two kids who didn't look like them and raised them as their Oh, bro, own. They, ha- they had white savior. Yeah. White no. saviors. It's there white, wasn't, white any, there wasn't any of that. And, they, and like there was, I grew up in, an, in, a, in like an Irish, Italian kind of gangster neighborhood and there was some racism there. But people eventually, you know, they, they, you get they get over it, or you you know you beat people up, and then they or you look at you, or do you get respect? Yeah, dude, you look at it how it is. You say there's fucking assholes. Yeah, but there's yeah. assholes everywhere. But the thing is, what what it comes down to for me is, you know, I I was born predisposed to addiction. By the time I was 14 years old, I was heavily drinking and experimenting with drugs. By the time I was in my 20s. I, you know, and I still had to like, I had no, I came from nothing. My dad was a janitor and a Vietnam veteran and my mom was a stay at home mom. And, you know, I had to figure it out. There was no college plan. None of that was going to happen for me. And I figured it out and I wound up getting a record deal. I moved to LA. I was, and I took my addiction with me and, you know, I wound up getting sober. I turned my life around and now I have, you know, I'm in a successful band. I'm in one of the, the fastest growing rock bands in the past 15 years and it's all it's been a lot of hard work and that's the american dream it, we live this is why capitalism is so important because in a capitalist society the system is created that if you have integrity and tenacity and you're willing to grow and you can take the slings and arrows and you keep going you can become whatever you want that's why it's the american dream that's why everyone comes here right if you in, implement socialism, that's gone. That Zero away. chance. That's over. I, I don't think people understand that, dude. I don't think people educate. Look, when you've heard for 20 fucking years that this is a good thing, it's it's like, <clears throat> how do you even get them to look? Like, like, dude, that's where I'm at, right? Like, dude, you and I have been on. This is how we met. Yeah, yeah. You, Him and I became friends in 2020, early on in 2020, because we were the loud mouths. Because yeah, we, <laughs> we were, were the ones talking we're like, all this shit. We're like, yo, nobody else. Do you like? I remember us first talking, and I'm like, bro, is this shit for real? And you're like, I don't know. I think it is. And I'm like, I think it is too. 
And for the last fucking eight months, we like every day we're like, holy fuck, holy shit, holy, you yeah, know, we but, were right. Yeah, oh, we no. were right, motherfuckers. We were right too, and that's the truth. And and dude, I've taken so many, I've taken so many blows this year because of, and I know you have too, and so is Ian Smith and a lot of other guys who have stood up. We've taken blow after fucking blow, but dude, at the end of the day, I feel an obligation to keep saying the shit because, dude, people like. This is going to ruin America forever, like forever and ever, ever. It's not yeah. going to make it this, this place where you guys, they paint a real sweet picture of socialism. Ask any immigrant that came from a country where there was those kind of uh, ideologies. Oh, yeah. Dude. Well, you look at Zoltan from Five Finger Death Punch is my manager, right? Yeah. He was born in Hungary. He was born in Hungary and grew up in Hungary under communist Russia. Right. And eventually he fled, moved to New York, didn't speak English, learned English by watching TV and listening to the radio yeah. and got a job at a record store. Like, and he's had, he is the American dream. I mean, this dude's killing, like he's killing it. He does more service for, for police officers and military and, and other bands. He's taken on the other people under his wing. And he's like, you know, he, he super Patriot. He loves yeah. this country and he came here because of the dream and all this is what we don't realize as Americans all over the world. There are entrepreneurs. There are men and women all over the world who want who like if I could just get to America dude. and if that if, if the American dream dies under the glass ceiling of socialism, which is a precursor to communism. It's done for everybody. There's no place left to go. Mm -hmm. We are like, it's on the Statue of Liberty. It's like, send us, send me a week. You're broken. You're huddled masses. Where else is everyone going to go? Dude, let me ask you a question, dude, for real. I am of the opinion that the people who actually support this, this is a controversial opinion. I think we'll, we're going to find out the truth. I could be wrong. And like everything I say, if I'm wrong, I'll fucking say I'm wrong. I don't have a problem with that. And this is, some of you are going to, this is going to twist your mind up a little bit. And you and I have talked about this a little bit. I'm of the opinion that big tech, media, po political, they, I've, I feel like they have all aligned to create the illusion that people that support that agenda are far bigger than what they actually are through the, the use of bots um, the use of, uh, you know, their technology to send a message, the narrative on mass media, you know, now we're dealing with like this potential election fraud of millions of votes and people are saying, oh, that's not real. Motherfucker, you are watching the wrong shit. You are watching the narrative that they have used to create the perception that you believe. And dude, people hear this shit and they say, and you know what, dude? While I'm at it, <laughs> put on my tinfoil hat. All right. So, uh, dude, look. Yeah, I, I got it. I mean, again, it, it looks yeah. good. Look, it dude. Look bad on you. Look, yeah. man. I should have put it on. Fuck when I started the show, motherfucker. The tinfoil show. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, dude. But the point is, well, you know what? It's actually aluminum foil, guys, because aluminum foil is actually a receptor. That's where I'm getting my info. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. It's not a reflector. Yeah, I knew somebody like that once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. We will get to that shit. Oh. So, dude, but how, how do you know is basically the How do you fucking know? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? 
Like you guys out there who believe that what they say on CNN is true about no fraud. Like, how do you fucking know? How do you know? Well, you don't know. So, I mean, I have, I guess I have, if, if I, if there's any such thing as privilege, I have rock star privilege. Yeah. Right. Which means when this thing came on, like I have Intel and I have, I have family members in military. I, I have fans that work at the Pentagon and I have fans who are virologists and edip uh, uh, epidemiologists. So thank you. I can't even say it, but just because you know, because of music or philanthropy or whatever, these are these are the people in my wheelhouse yeah. because of association. So if an emergency is going on, there are certain people I call for certain things. I don't ask people directions to someplace I've not they've never been. No shit. So I want to know. I'm like, hey, yo, hey, I'm scared. What is this? Oh, this is that. Hey, what is what is this? Oh, this is that. And and I know you have some people like that too. So yeah. so in a way throughout the whole course of this thing as i would get as i always get information weeks in advance before things would happen i had to find ways to put it into social media so people would be kind of like oh and then like some of the fans would start to call me vextradamus but i wasn't really i just kind of had a tip and and you know i don't know how much should be said or like how crazy it sounds but there's definitely you know there's a lot of evidence that what you're talking about, these kind of super PACs, these political super PACs that are working with these corporations, and it's like uh, there's there is a lot of evidence that su would suggest that these people are colluding with foreign interference. Dude, dude, and, you want to know how I know this? You want to you want to know how I think that why I think this is true? Because <clears throat> when you go out in the real world, you, where the fuck are these people? Where the fuck are they? Not just on Instagram. Not not put it, put Instagram. Where aside. are these crazy motherfuckers? Because I don't fucking know any of them, and I don't. The people I meet in real life, they're normal people. You know how? You know what else makes me think that? The more American shit I post, the better my business does. The more American shit I post, the more my following grows. The more these motherfuckers come at me, guess what? The bigger shit gets. And you motherfuckers out there that think you're going to attack everybody, I hope you realize all you're doing is building them. And this is the point I want to get across to the business owners too. You guys are scared because they've created a perception for you to be scared of that actually doesn't operate that way in the real world. In the real world, when you get canceled and you get 400 dumb fucks saying they're not going to shop with you, you realize that that could be fucking bots, right? You realize that that at the very least, those are people that probably never bought your product in the first place. They never listened to your music. Oh, yeah. They yeah. never went to your restaurant. They never went here or there or there. All they do by stirring up the hornet's nest is get people to look at you. And a percentage of those people are going to look at you and they're going to say, that guy's nothing what this person said. Mm. He's actually a pretty reasonable dude. He actually loves America. I love America. Oh, he doesn't think exactly what I think, but, and that, and then guess what happens? They start supporting you. So all of you guys out there that own these small businesses, you don't have the luxury of having been canceled before. I've been canceled about 50 fucking times. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Because every time I do our shit grows, that's the truth. So you guys out there who are scared, realize what you're scared of 
is not reality. It's a perception that's created on purpose so that you it's become being compliant. Bullied. Yes. They try to digitally. It's like an abusive relationship. What yeah, they digitally bully you into believing that you know to pack it up. You know, it's it's just intimidation. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's and they want to suppress anybody who's speaking up. And this has been effective, but it's starting to come to a point where people people are resisting and challenging and Dude. like overcoming it. I mean, Dude. like you look at, uh, we're, we're both friends with Nicole Arbor. She, they tried to cancel her 200 times and she just keeps growing, growing, That's growing. That's the reality of the situation. Happen, same thing happened to Goya, right? Yeah. Yeah. Goya yeah, yeah. sell over a thousand percent, right? And then they named AOC the employee of the month. <laughs> that guy is fucking savage, bro. So when you look at the numbers, the the analytics on this stuff, that's the the data that I look at it because we can't trust media and social media and and well, and pop culture to to get a, a a temperature on where people are at. It's in sales. So all these companies that are defying this this um political we're not it's not even political correctness now they use the veil of political correctness and they just keep writing the script so the box gets narrower and narrower and narrower and now right. it's, if you don't think like us and you, you have anything else you're de- we're going to destroy you yeah so we're not allowed to have diversity of thought so when people who are standing up saying hey like i don't buy this I'm not doing it. Well, you're canceled. Then all okay. the, then the consumers are like, we're tired of this cancel culture yeah. shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, yeah. Then it becomes like, oh, oh, well, fuck Black Rifle Company. What's Black Rifle? Black- they go check it out. Yeah, that's right. I and, fucking love coffee. Yeah. You know, I mean? you know what? What does that make you do want to do? Right. What's right. it make you want to do? Say it. I'm going to buy, buy some That's coffee. right. Dude, people are, listen. It does the complete opposite. There's real evidence of this. Yeah. There's real evidence of this. Okay. People are starving to support companies that stand for true American values. I'm not saying far right crazy shit. I'm saying every I'm saying American values, traditional values, dude. The people who are proud to be American, the people who believe in equal opportunity, the people who work hard to achieve things. There's people starving to support that. That's what you are, you guys who own businesses. You are that. All you have to do is be that. Be that and people will support you. And dude, there's there's real evidence of this, okay? You mentioned Goya, yeah. Black Rifle Company. Guarantee yeah. their sales are fucking up. I, those guys are good dudes. They're American dudes who built a company from fucking nothing and they're doing it. And you know what? I don't even drink coffee. I'm going to order some of their motherfucking coffee, right? Dude, that's the power of this shit. And you want to see that? You want to see the evidence of what pandering looks I'm like? I say, yeah, because go there, look at the fucking NBA. Yeah. Go look at the MLB. Go look at all these fucking uh, companies who pander and then, and then you know, everybody's like, yeah, fuck them. Gymshark. Yeah. Well, well I, look, you know, whatever. I mean, there's social, all kinds. If you go on social media and you see, like, this was a, this was such a, you know, you look at someone who is everyone. But, but dude, think who about Who does this. everybody love? Hold on. Just let me finish this point, guys. Think yeah. about this. What happens in the real world when you get canceled? You get more people. Yeah. yeah. You get more business. You get more growth. And so what is that? What, why? Why is that? Is it because the, the, the cancel people are as powerful as they say? Or is it because they're not as powerful as they pretend to be? And all we got to do is say, uh, okay, and open our shit. Well, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Goya said, "Bro, if this is if this is what getting canceled is, this is fucking awesome." Yeah, <laughs> no shit, yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, like for for example, I'm I 
deal with this stuff. Like I've been banned from radio stations, right? This has been going on all year. It's like if I posted a picture with a MAGA hat, banned from radio stations. Or yeah, dude. I reposted Justin Trudeau saying that he's working to help the 2030 agenda and the Great Reset. And I'm like, these are conspiracy theories. And you're a world leader of a first world nation on camera talking about a communist agenda that's supposed to be a conspiracy theory. And the Canadian radio stations, oh, we can't have this. I, you know, iHeartRadio, they they have me. At what point does a right fucking now. conspiracy theory become a conspiracy? Well, it's not a theory anymore if no it comes shit. to comes to reality. That's so, what I'm saying. But, but that's the backlash. Is is I think, and when I I try to understand, like I I don't ever really get mad, and I I try to analyze this this stuff, and a lot of these program directors, they have to go through collegiate indoctrination to get the positions that they have. And I think this, you know, I think around 2004, this was implemented and there were, there have been a lot of really good schools who took a lot of money from foreign nations to implement these kinds of liberal arts ideologies, gender studies, you know, race, this, that, all these things that, you know, you can get, you can get a, a degree in this, but you can't get a job with it. Right. You know, but that, that whole indoctrination we'll take process. Too. We'll take yeah. your hundred grand yeah. and indoctrinate you to some bullshit. Well, and, you pay and it shapes your view. Yeah. So when someone is saying you're in an, like when you're in college, that's a very pivotal point in a person's life where they're deciding who they are and what they believe and what they stand for. So they're being targeted at that point. Yeah. And even before, and even earlier now, but well, you're, when somebody who is, and these are people who are nice people, they believe in being good and doing this. But they are, their perception is that the, the truth is dangerous. You want to hear my theory, bro? Go ahead. Yeah. Here's my theory. All, all you conservative women, you need, you need to stand up and, and let guys know that you're attracted to conservative men with values. Because if men knew how attractive women are to men with conservative values, they would stop their fucking playing along. Because, like, dude, this, yeah. is what ha this is what sucks them in, dude. You guys are all going to fucking laugh, but let's be real, dude. When you're a college-age guy, what the fuck you care about? You care about fucking alcohol, you care about smoking some weed, and you care about fucking pussy. Those are the things you care about, okay? And that's very true. And so when you're in college and all the girls are like, oh, yeah, socialism. So a lot of these dudes play along because they're just trying to get laid. Trying to get those three things. Yeah. yeah. Rogan talks about that white white knighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they pretend their beta the betas pretend to care about social issues to gain favor with women who are yeah. who are outside their genetic their genetic pool of being able to <laughs> yeah. procreate with. Yeah. And it's like it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. Cause I got living I've lived in LA for 14 years. I, I see this stuff. Yeah. I see the, you know, I'm like, oh, here we go. I don't know, bro. I, my theory, a lot, a lot of you conservative women out there, if you, you know, you could get some dudes to line up with you if you would just let them know. Just being real. Just being real. Got to speak up, man. Listen, I, listen, I, in 2020, I've shot off my mouth about my values and what I think is important has been the most amount of attention I've gotten from women in my entire life. And this is like, despite having, six number one hit songs. You know why that like, is? Because, you know why? Uh, why? Well, why do you think it is? Um, I think it's because of integrity. 
I think it is. I think it's because no matter what you stand for, no matter what your beliefs are, standing for something passionately is attractive. And I think that when you're going along with the mainstream narrative and you think you're some sort of revolutionary, you're a fucking clown, bro. Everybody knows it. <laughs> Everybody fucking knows it. Nobody wants to say it to you. It's fucking clown shit. Like you're going out in the fucking street with a, a fucking Rubbermaid trash can cut in half <laughs> and a fucking umbrella <laughs> acting like you're some sort of fucking bad motherfucker. Dude, you're a fucking clown. And you're, do, you're out there trying to win the attention of some fucking idiot that doesn't know shit from Shinola. That's the fucking truth. But I, I think there's <clears throat> both great points. I, I think there's some correlation, though, to Tommy's point of being a man of integrity and also succeeding against cancel culture, right? And when you look at the American dream or America or people in general are trying to attract chicks is the same really equation as trying to attract business is what we're trying to do. We're trying to help these people through because, you know, our audience is a lot of young entrepreneurs who are, you know, listen, it's scary to be able to, you got to go stand out in that wind and it's fucking, you got to get naked. It's cold, man. It's, you're nerve wracking. <laughs> like you're fucking nervous. You don't know what's going to happen. And I think being a person and or business of integrity is what shines. And when you start thinking about the, the amount of, of uh, courage that it takes to stand against that, that fear that stands within your brain and in your heart, it's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. You know, and I, I think, you know, we look at, at, at us, we're... It's another example of we, taking the harder path is always the biggest payoff. Well, we're all type A guys. And yeah. so like, it's easy. You, know, you kind of make your stance and kind of do your thing. But if you're a restaurant owner, right? Like understand it. And Andrew hit this, but it's important for you to hear this and saying like, there are people like us that are extremely thirsty to support people like you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I look at, I mean, I've, I've eaten out more in the last nine months of my life to try to support every small restaurant that I can in our local community. I mean, I, can't, I cannot fucking tell you how many times I've driven my ass up to mm -hmm. a restaurant to pick, carry up, just to try to keep them on their feet. You know how I could tell you've been eating, eating like that? I'm in good shape, Because you're getting in good shape. I'm in That's good why. shape. You ain't eating that fucking, you ain't eating those Cheetos at home. And as an alcohol. <laughs> but, and, and understanding that, you know, and it's kind of like the field of dreams. Like if you build it, they will come. If you stand for it, they will come. And I think that's the important thing about the American narrative that you need to never forget and understand it, that no matter how much noise is in the fucking playing field, there are still a bunch of people who stand behind you or stand beside you or willing to fight for you. And I look at that like Bartolino South, right? Here's a plug. We talked about them early in the summer. Yeah. And we supported all these restaurants. We did 30 days, $1,000 each night. No, we did 60 days. Yeah, 60 days, $1,000 each night. As soon as I canceled restaurants, like, dude, we sponsored restaurant nights out of the gate. Standing, you know, we wanted to stand for something and stand yeah. for small business. And I look at Bartolino South, okay? They're a restaurant here in St. Louis County. They've been a, a family-owned business for the last however many years, 50, 60 years. Great people. Very well-respected. Very well-respected. Unbelievable restaurant. You know what? When the, when the infraction came down and said no indoor dining, they said, fuck off. We're going to dine. That's the way it is. I called in my order that night. You know, I got 400 kids, so it's fucking hard. I have <laughs> twins, by the way. I didn't know you were twins. Yeah. And so I, ha I have 400 fucking kids. So to get a reservation there, you know, pack up and everything, it's a little bit interesting. But I show up. It's like Thursday night. Place is fucking jamming. It wasn't, it wasn't like busy. It was fucking jamming. And if you, if you are a listener and you're on the fence and you're scared, understand, man, like there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people just like us who are willing to support you. And well, like, but understand we're in this together. You support us, we'll support you. It's a team. It goes back to the American, it goes back to, we, we are in the same boat. And if we fight for the same fucking thing, we can row this motherfucker nope. in the same direction and fucking fuck them. Dude, it is time. It's fucking time. Okay. If you are still scared of this shit, 
If you are immune compromised, if this is a real threat to you, stay the fuck home. Okay? You have been ruining other people's lives who are not as sensitive to it as other people. This is old people. This is immune disorders. This is overweight people. If you're overweight, lose some fucking weight. Okay? That's the truth. Nobody wants to say, dude, the whole problem here in a whole year is that nobody wants to say the goddamn truth. The fucking truth is this. This is America. We're a free country. If you're scared of this shit, handle it like we've handled every other motherfucking pandemic in the face of the fucking history of Earth and stay home. I mean, this is not hard. And because you guys don't want to go out and look at people in the face when they say, where's your mask? You should ask them, well, if you're scared, why the fuck are you out of your house? Because they're not really scared. They're not really scared. If you were really fucking scared of this fucking virus, you wouldn't leave your motherfucking house to go to dinner with a fucking mask. That's the truth. And you don't want to say the truth because you're fucking scared. I ain't scared of shit. Okay? That's the fucking truth. If you're sick, stay home. If you're immune compromised, stay home. If you're fat, go on a fucking diet. Lose weight. Become healthier so that you're not as immune compromised. Outside of that, we should be going on with our fucking lives. I was at the, I had to go to the doctor. Yesterday I went to Woo. the doctor. I had to get an MRI and, and this is fucking rad. So I'm sitting there and, and you know, they got all, you can't sit in this chair. They're like all taped off and I'm looking around. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, what, what the fuck is what, We're living in Mars, you know? And here's this old fucking gritty old man getting wheeled in in a wheelchair. He's got his fucking, he's got his uh, Vietnam hat on. Fucking his daughter's wheeling him in. He fucking pulls his mask down. He's standing. His daughter's, Dad, you got to put your mask on. Like, fuck that mask. He said, I fought in two wars. You think I give a fuck about this mask? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. yes, sir. Yeah. Right across from him. I go, yes, sir. Love, baby. I love I That's my guy. <laughs> Dude, it takes a little personal courage, okay? Oh, I loved and it, man. I know it's not comfortable for you all. I know it's not comfortable to have fucking Todd or fucking Karen ask you where your fucking mask is. Or I, I know this. I know it's not fun as a business owner to have people say, I'm really disappointed in you for blah, blah, blah. fucking be disappointed in me. You know, you know what I think? The, of the reason is that we're in this fucking mess is because nobody's willing to stand up and say, this is fucking bullshit. I, I completely agree. Including Trump and everybody else. This should have been handled the right way in fucking March. We wouldn't be here. But people wanted to play politics instead of handling motherfucking business. You all think I fucking... Suck on Trump's nuts? No, I don't. What I tell you this whole year, I told you he's being a bitch. It should have been handled the right way from the beginning. Instead, he wanted to play politics so I don't piss everybody off when in reality, we needed a fucking hero and he didn't follow through. That's the truth. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking and going to the people like, you know, I've had a few situations of like having to stand up and say, you know what, fuck it, right? But I, I made me think, you guys, have you guys read the book, The Prince? By Nico Machiavelli. Yeah. Really, really good book. I yeah. It's a classic. It's a very, yeah, it's a classic book. But but it talks about in there knowing your enemy, right? And the idea is behind is like once you once you put a face and, and, and a name and you know what they're doing, once you know what your enemy is capable of, and the difference is, is not underestimating, but don't overestimate your enemy. And I think that's what a lot of it is going on right now. People are afraid to have those 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 questionable situations, right? And and because we're overestimating who the enemy is. Well, oh, these are not like, like I got to I got to add an asterisk to what I said cuz I'm thinking about it. Now, with that being said, 
Trump knows more shit than I know. And he's way more intelligent than I am. He's way more experienced than I am. Okay. And like I said on episode 88, if you didn't hear it, I believe his whole mission is to drain the swamp. And it's possible that the reason he let this shit go on was to expose the amount of fucking bullshit that we're seeing. And it's possible that he will come through and fucking clean the fuck up. But it's also possible that he completely fucked up and we'll find out. But I'm just telling you, dude, we should have never got to this place. We should not be here right now. We should not be here right now. I look at, you know, one of the downfalls of, as Tommy would put it, would you say the indoctrination of education or would you, would you use of college education, collegiate study, is our tolerance. You know, you look at, like, we, are, we, have, we have been raised to be more tolerant of one, one another's feelings and to, be, to hold our feelings at bay. There's nothing wrong with that to a point. Well, well, I, and I th- when it destroys, well, now you see the implementation of the psychological weaponry of over tolerance, too much tolerance. Now you have a people, you can't go outside. Okay. Two weeks. Okay. It's going to be a month. Okay. You can't go here. Okay. Got to wear a mask. Okay. And it, we continue to tolerate Dude, mandates it's, it's and rules. Im, it's imperceptible compliance. Mm-hmm. Think about this. I, for real, think about this. Stop for one second if you're listening to the show. Think about what you thought the first time that you heard that we were going to shut down for two weeks. I know for me, I was like, holy fucking shit. And now I knew it was going to be a long time. I, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I, quick, very quickly, I was like, okay, this is it bad changed. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. when I first realized they were actually doing this, like I'm sitting at home and I'm getting texts saying, look at this shit. I was thinking in my head, holy fucking shit. Like this, this cannot happen. This never, this has never happened before. Now, all you motherfuckers are just like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like they've, they've inched it and inched it and inched it and inched it. And what shocked you in March now is perceived as normal because you're That's not fucking able the to. New yeah, normal. bro. I keep resetting the baseline. Bro, it's a move. This has nothing to do with fucking health. Not at all. This has nothing to do with Listen, health. Listen, you want to talk about health. Let's roll. Let's rattle out some statistics. Because <laughs> yeah. this is my favorite argument point. People are like, oh, 200,000 people died. I'm like, I don't give a shit. We don't even know not, if that's true, not, not that I don't care. We don't know if people it's true. Died, but we listen. don't know. People die every day. And now I'm going to talk about that. 7.2 million people die every year from cigarettes. And you say, Tommy, that's voluntary. It's not the same. Oh, 800,000 people die of secondhand smoke. They didn't choose to. They just lived with or were in an environment where there was smoking. Okay? We don't outlaw cigarettes. Do you know in America that 2,300 and about 78 people a day die of heart disease in America every day? 123 people commit suicide. But here's the problem with all that shit. Those motherfuckers are still dying of all of that shit. Mm-hmm. And they're being categorized of dying of COVID. Correct. That's the problem. Correct. And, and you f- people listening are not willing to fucking really look at it. 
Well, the CDC announced it. This, like, dude, all this shit's on the it? CDC website. In, was it August? They released this. They released yeah. a study. That was showing, people. yeah, yep. it was nine thousand three hundred people. Six percent of total deaths. died of COVID. Period. And then, and then the everyone else, else died with COVID. Yeah, they had cancer. They had yes. heart disease. They had pneumonia. They had you know influenza. Comorbidities. So two point yeah. six comorbidities, which right. means the average person was dying of two other two and a half other things. That means half of the people were dying of more of that shit. Well, mm -hmm. I said this back in April. I don't know what episode, episode 72, but you know, the, the only way we're going to time, time is the, is the true bearer of truth in the sense where we're going to be able to look at 2020 and compare 2020 death data to 2019 death data, they're, 2018 it's death It's already data. been done. We're, no, well, they this, already we're are. actually still behind. We're behind, which is mathematically impossible. Well, it's not it, because they, people aren't moving. Right when people don't move, there's no accident. You know, you got to think there's nobody's traveling, nobody's on the highways. Nobody's, yeah, but there's, oh, it's there's, masks. there's only mask yeah. saving. There's only, there's yeah. only about seventy. There's about seventy eight thousand fatalities from car accidents a year. So cool. You want to wipe that out? It still doesn't change the fact there should be at least a, there should be at least a quarter of a million deaths deficit in this country on the other side from 2019. I, it's I, just math. I have something interesting to say. Maybe a what if. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Here comes the hat. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. One of the biggest headlines right now is genetic altering of Chinese troops. One of the other headlines is, by the way, this is all fucking verified shit. One of the other, one of the other headlines that's out there that you aren't seeing is the... Uh, repositioning the United States Navy off the coast of uh, our East coast and West coast right now. So, so let's, let's think about the bigger picture here. Let's just talk. I mean, I got my fucking hat on, dude. This is just pure speculation. Let's just talk about the fucking bigger picture. Worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. Okay. Now let me ask you something. What would it be easier to fight a, an entire country or half a country? Yes. A or B. Half. Right. Half of a country. Now, would it be easier to fight a population that is healthy or a population that has been sitting inside eating fucking bullshit for the last nine months? A weaker population. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. That's just all weird things to me, right? Like, mm -hmm. we hear about China getting fucking genetic alterations to make their soldiers stronger and fucking better, and then we're not allowed to go to the gym or train or go to a bar to talk about what the fuck is going on? Like, dude, are we, I am not a fucking genius, but I can connect the fucking circumstances and evidence of all of these things. And if you guys aren't doing so, you're missing the big picture, I believe. Well, let's say doomsday scenario, right? I'm going to just, I'm going to, I don't have a tinfoil hat, but I'm going to just. Let's just, we'll just pretend. We got more tinfoil See, what I can here. do with this tinfoil is I can share it with you. Yeah. No, so I, like I'm shooting my okay, tinfoil. Yeah, yeah, just the, pass me the. Yeah, so, I'll oh, you oh, got there some? We go. Yeah, okay, that's cool. saran wrap. That's not the same. Just, no, no, no. Oh, no, it's tinfoil. All I'm right. Say, I'll go to the cafeteria. All right, come pass on. Let, around. Here we go. Here we go. Everybody put their fucking tit, their aluminum foil. Now, now. Okay. I know. You can make your own. All right. All right. So I don't want it to be too pointy because I yeah. don't want to be like a Klu Klux. Yeah. <laughs> You're black, bro. It's good. Oh, yeah. Black yeah. Klansman, yeah. right? That's yeah. right. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. 
So all now, right, so. now that we all have our fucking hats. So these are. This is awesome. pretty fucking good. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Is that pretty fucking good? That's, that's a good that one. That's not your first time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hey, are you back my hat? Yeah, I got you, baby. I got you. I mean, all right, here we go. Wait, bro, I can't do that's this. A good I'm one. like the bougie guy now with this fucking. Wind me up, bro. You got. All right, you got it. Wait, dude, right. I, I want one too, man. You need an antenna. Man, I want DJ's a real one. Is, DJ's is legit, bro. You went to you went to tinfoil hat school. This is fucking hilarious. His even has like a fin on the back. Yeah, oh, bro, that's fucking fun. multi-directional. Yeah. Oh, uh, this what is happening right now is <laughs> is the best. Look, man, we got to keep it real. Make sure you make mine extra tall so it can uh, shoot out the extra All rays. Right. Yeah. Tim Boyle hats. Yeah, hold on. Uh, around it. the front. There you go. I got it. not so good. There you go. Yeah. Is it good? Oh, yeah. That's, yours is King Tinfoil. I need a better one. Hold on. I shouldn't have worn this my is pretty. Hat. I mean, yours is actually fitting, though. All right. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. All right, boys. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> hey, Tommy, why is yours so small? <laughs> <laughs> why do you make mine bigger than yours, bro? Yours is, I mean, bro, is <laughs> these are good. All right. So here we are. I didn't get enough tinfoil. Just foil. a bunch of crazy fuckers. <laughs> All right. Crazy. Okay. Tinfoil scenario. Yeah. Fucking. All right. The Democrats. <laughs> I know. It's just blocking listen. Thoughts. Listen, listen. It's blocking, my, it's blocking the interference. No, dude, I'm sending it to you. So, cra right so crazy scenario. Let's, let's just say that. The Democrats frauded the election completely, and there there's two ways about going about doing this. They either try to block the lawsuits, right, and shut out Trump's legal team so that there can be no investigation. They utilize the mainstream media and they utilize the entertainment industry to promote a false winner of an election that they can't actually prove he won, and it gets contested. Now, there's two things that can happen. Trump can refuse to leave office because there's no legitimacy to the election from the data and the information that has been gathered. And now, as we know, Texas and several, 42% of the states are now suing 3% of the states. That's right. And it's gone to the Supreme Court, which would mean if the Supreme Court rules that the, that the election is fraudulent, the entire election will get thrown out. New laws will be will have to be made, and we will have to re-vote. No, no, no. It will actually go automatically to congressional vote. Oh, it will. Yes. Okay. They will not be a re-vote. Okay. That scenario is 100% accurate. So check this out, though. Except for that. But the, this is yes. the doomsday end of this is the media, the Democrats, their whole, all their cronies, they they put up the, you know, the, I call it the Wizard of Oz, like, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. They put on the big show, convince everybody what's going on. Oh, Trump is a dictator. He, and then they get NATO and Chinese troops that have been sitting in Canada and are also being altered, whatever, uh, to invade, to, to overthrow Trump out of the White House. That's exactly what their plan is. Yeah. Because they have zero evidence. But this is a tin foil hat. Yeah, I know. Just it's like a conspiracy like theory. Having... So when the hats are on, just understand. Yeah. Anybody watching, you can't get mad. Yeah. We're just talking about theoretical potential outcomes. Yeah. If, if we were living in a Michael Bay film. That's right. Yeah. 
Great so, job. So here, <laughs> yeah, so here it is. Good, good for the whole so, family. Not so for here, here's where America. Yeah, here. Well, here's where the fucking the big the big issue is. Okay, um, that's the first scenario. Okay, the first scenario is that they they cause the those states to not be certified or be thrown out. That brings the electoral vote below 270 for everybody. Then it goes to Congress. Each state has a vote, and there's more Trump votes than there are Biden votes. Because they have to vote by party line. That's right. So that's one scenario. Second scenario is that Trump can, uh, Trump can enact his executive order that he put in 2018 uh, when it comes to election foreign election interference, if he has evidence, that means that they can arrest fucking everybody who is involved in putting out this scheme. That would that would take would martial in, law. It would include the media. That's right. And the last when was the last time that that happened in this country? 1863. And who in it? Abraham that? Lincoln. That's right. Yeah. So and knows the stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just guessing. Apparently, <laughs> that was a good. That's the tinfoil hat. Yeah. Though, you see, I received your signals. <laughs> Oh, I see that. Yes. All right. Yeah. Hey, hey, Sal. Hey, Sal. So, what am I thinking? About me? <laughs> <laughs> so, dude. So, all right. So, so those, listen, guys, and, and listen. Those are the only two scenarios. You, you guys out there believing that fucking Biden won the election? I told you this, and you're going to be upset with me. I told you this the day they announced them. That it fucking didn't matter what the media said. And y'all got mad. And you're going to be real fucking mad. And that's the point. They are trying to get you mad. Mm. They're trying to make you mad. And they're also doing it with Fox News. Fox News is trying to get you conservatives mad. Mm. And why are they trying to get the conservatives mad? Because we learned on election night that Fox News was not a conservative channel. Well, Rupert Murdoch. He's in with them. That's all I got to say. Okay. So we learned... Where they lied on election night, all right? So, they when they called fucking Arizona two hours before the fucking polls even closed. Well, 60% of votes in. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and we're all like, what? So. this ele- The whole election night was one bad episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's just oh, like yeah, bro. Everything's fucking. Jesus. I, I knew some shit was going to happen. I just didn't know it was going to be what it was. Mm-hmm. But here's where we are. This is the truth. Those are the only two legal scenarios. And they end with Trump being president. The only fucking third scenario of Biden becoming president is an actual coup by Biden to overthrow Trump. And that's the fucking play that I believe they're making. Because yeah, it would have to be an invasion. That's right. And what they're trying to do here is, and this is what they want. They want the, when this is announced, they want the people on the left and the people on the right to go out in the streets and fight each other. And they want the people on the right to destroy the people on the left. With with guns. That's right. Because they want to use that as leverage. To call in. Yeah. But if we have a civil war, a civilian civil war, and all the guns are owned by the right, at least 90%, you know, that's not going to go well. No. And the message I want to get out to you guys is this. Um, regardless of what happens, I think we should all be really fucking cool. Yeah. I'm being honest. No, everyone because, needs to chill. Because they are trying to get us, the people that they don't give a fuck about, mm-hmm. in the streets. Hurting each other. That's yeah. right. And 
if you're a, a, a middle of the ground, most of you that are on the left, you left by now. But tell your fucking left friends, like this, is, I believe this is a purposeful, in intentional antagonization or instigation mm -hmm. of violence. Yeah. And, and I also believe civil unrest. I see. I believe that's the left's plan. That's their, that's the media's plan. Mm -hmm. I believe Trump's plan is to, and he already has done this. He has placed the national guard in many cities under, and the military under the guise of vaccine distribution. The, the, the national guard and military is mobilized. It's all over the country right now. It's in a lot of these cities who have seen violence over the summer. It's there. Okay. It's a fucking fact. It's not made up shit to help distribute the vaccine that 70% of the people aren't going to take. Mm -hmm. So let's think about why that is. Maybe he understands that they know what they're trying to do. And maybe his goal is to squash it immediately when it happens. Which means if you're one of these left rioter people and you think you're going to go out and fight like regular Americans with guns, no, you're actually going to be fighting the military. Well, I also like uh, one thing that I tell people, right? And this is, we have to hold the line. And that means sometimes, you know, it's like, what's the saying? It takes a man to suffer ignorance and smile. We have to hold the line um, because we are watching out and i say this like this we're it's not about the left or the right we're watching our fellow countrymen go insane yeah burn things down riot yeah. loot hurt people kill people and we cannot meet that with hate no we can't meet that they these people are not soldiers they're not militants these are the these are people these who are, are the, misled and well, lied to. They're, they're confused. Yes. They've been abused too. They're victims of this same system, the same system that's trying to destroy uh, small businesses and and you know it's the Hunger Games society they want to create. So what happens when you have a, a you have a pyramid and you have all the at the top is the one percent and then it trickles down. It's the people who serve them and, and the people who protect them and the politicians and da, 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 and the big tech and most of the people who ever who, who are i'll get to that after this so if you take the the self-employed americans and the business owners and you just cut them out they fall into the bottom tier the people in the bottom tier the people who earn the least amount are the easiest to control and manipulate because they then they may not be educated they may be misled. They're generally really good-hearted people, and yeah. they can be appealed to with good-hearted lies. Sure. What about just meeting their needs? It's idealistic lies, bro. You're 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 poor. You're oppressed. You're a victim, and we're here to save you. So yeah. vote for us. You don't. You don't have the reason why you don't have stuff is not because you don't know how to get it or 
you you don't have the f the work ethic it's because they did this those guys over there yeah yes. so it's like i posted that thing the other day it's like the left are just like it's it's basically american politics is a bunch of really rich white people convince trying to convince everyone that the other white people who have money are who, have bad, less, who have less money less money than yeah, them. are the reason why they don't have money at all Dude, that's like the, it's the, craziness it's, it's, that's like bezos for, and i'm not saying bezos i'm just using him as an example that's like Bezos fucking pointing to the poorest population or the most stru- the 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 least uh the lowest economic standard of society socioeconomic standard and saying the reason that you can't get a job and the reason that nobody wants to pay you and the reason this is because of me mm-hmm. me so it's him telling them it's us mm-hmm. and dude you guys we're, we're being played it's people telling you to tax the rich and then selling you a $60 sweater. Yeah, no shit, yeah. AOC. You know what's really, what? this is one of the really funniest things to me. My, you know, my, my friends who are liberal, they, and they're, these are good, these are not our enemies. No. They, they're just, they just, they believe a lie. Yeah. And they think we're crazy yeah. for having diversity of thought and questioning and researching and you know, understanding manipulation, dude. I was, and so I just want to, I just yeah. want to put this together. These, a lot of these people think that they're the resistance, right? Right. Like if they're in Star Wars and they're fucking Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and they got to fight the evil empire, but what they don't realize is academia, the mainstream media, big tech. All social networks, Hollywood, the Democratic Party, the CCP, big and, corporations, and, yeah, yeah, and 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 these trillion dollar corporations and these these billionaire super PACs, they are the ones driving a narrative against one dude. Yeah, why? So because he's a threat. No, I get it. I'm but just- the, but so there you're. If you think you're the resistance, you're a misguided stormtrooper for the empire. Mm-hmm. You're lost. Well, you're a yeah. pawn. Yeah. And just like in just like in the, the Force Awakens, Finn realizes what is happening is wrong and takes his helmet off and walks away. Yeah. And a lot of us have done that. Yeah. I was a Democrat most of my life. I yeah. identify it as Democrat. That's like what I, you know? Yeah. And then it's been a it's been a six year journey of realizing it's bullshit. Yeah. And Malcolm X warned us of this shit. You know what I mean? It's like, it's funny to watch, you know, uh, LeBron James, you know, obviously he didn't read Malcolm X's book. No, but he just changed his whole look, try to look like him. Yeah. And and it's just like, you got to open it and read the pages. Yeah. You know what I mean? And stop taking money from China. Well, that that quote by (coughs) Nike. Malcolm X. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Like people like, well, why did they do this? I'm like, because. They get their shit made for fucking free. Do you think that it's okay to get your shit made for free by fucking slaves and children? Well, that's another thing that's, that's people here. I mean, you don't, I'm oppressed, right? We're oppressed. Bro, you would be a billionaire. You would be a fucking billionaire and you would be a billionaire and you all be billionaires. If you could fucking create your product that you sold for fucking nothing. Yeah, of course. I mean, fuck. Like, dude, when are we going to be honest about what's going on? 
it's uh it's not allowed you're not allowed I, for you bringing bring truth in, <clears throat> set this down because it's actually this is a real talk here oh real talk are we switching no 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 i just think from you know you brought up a really good point about holding the line and we talk about you know from a leadership standpoint of holding the line and, and i because i want to try i want to try to tie some things together here because it you know you think you know there's a lot of uh, drinking out of fire hose right there right and you talked about the indoctr indoctrination of tolerance, essentially, is what we were talking about, being able to tolerate other people's feelings. And then we crossed that with like integrity and character, holding the line. And I think it's really important that we, the people, as a unit, not Democrat, not Republican, we, the people, you have to, we, we have to stand for something. And that, that something is our freedom of choice. And it's our freedoms to be able to, to have the freedoms that we have and to be able to support small business and to be able to, um, you know, send our kids to school. We're, we're, we're giving up that choice by not standing together. We're look, allowed. Man, we we're got, allow Sal, we got fucking politicians. Uh, look, we got politics. We got AOC. We got that. What's that lady's name from New York, from, from Michigan, DJ? The white lady? No, the fucking crazy lady making these videos about Rise the oh, fuck Cynthia, up. Johnson, uh, Cynthia, Cynthia Johnson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we got AOC and we got Cynthia Johnson, a, a elected fucking officials, telling people to put motherfuckers on a fucking list. Do you not think that that has a... what? Look, do you not think that that has something to do with, with the reason that people don't stand up? People are fucking terrified. They're terrified, dude. You know why I'm standing up? Because I know I'm already on the list. Oh yeah. So fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna do to me? Whatever you're gonna do, fucking do it. But like, think of the average business owner, bro. They're looking at they don't have a million fucking they don't have millions of followers and people that believe in them and all this. They don't have millions of fans and all this shit. Like they're scared. They're fucking scared. And, and dude, these yeah, motherfuckers but... like take those videos that that woman said and replace that with a fucking anybody else. Anybody else, anybody with a concern, dude, you're oh, you'd be in jail. Yeah, bro, they lock you up, they ruin you, they'd block in you. Jail. Yeah. And like, dude, this is the problem with what's going on. And then you have a Democratic governor of Michigan who's a fucking idiot telling people that she she got punished too hard. Dude, where what 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 fucking reality are we in? We li I live in a state with a governor tells people they can't go outside. We're shutting everything down. Restaurants are closed. No indoor, no outdoor. And then goes to the French laundry and eats a $600 a plate meal with his eight guests with no mask on sitting on top of each other then, and only apologizes because he got caught. Then has the fucking nerve and the arrogance to post on small business fucking Saturday. Oh, yeah. To shop at the small businesses that this motherfucker closed. Oh, it's crazy. But his 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 winery's open, bro. Oh, yeah, it's listen, been open. These people are out of control. That's it. Well, and I think that comes, you know, when you start talking about like what is what is integrity is, and we can't be scared of them. That's my point. My point is stop being fucking scared. Well, and I, and I, when you look at integrity, is walking character, right? It's living, breathing character. It's what integrity, the def definition of it is. And when you think about I would much rather go out standing for something than fucking go down fucking believing and standing for nothing. 
much. And if you are a small business and, you know, and, and we've taken our stance here in our company and we've taken our heat and we've dealt with, and we've gone through, and I know it's a lot of times because, you know, we get all these calls and I know Andrew does and you, you, you feel them. It's like, oh, but you guys are different. And I, I do have news. Like we're not, it's not different. It's not different. Like we just don't waver. Just mm-hmm. stand for it and understand that there are millions and, and millions of people who stand for you and believe in the same thing. And it's, yeah, it's, it's fucking lonely to go out there first. And it's lonely to stand out there and get shot at. However, when you stand out there, you create grit, you create, um, you create characteristic skills and you stand for something and people will support you and they live with you and will be with you forever and ever and ever. And I challenge small business right now, specifically restaurants because they're being fucking targeted. I mean, you got to think, man, these poor waiters and waitresses, they'll make 35% of the revenue in the, in the back half of the 45 days before Christmas. And this is their livelihood. It's even bigger than that. I had a waitress come out the other night and she won't, you know, she's not gonna be able to pay for her daughter's braces because she was planning on doing it with this, with this bonus that comes out and, you know, and bubble. And you think about they're ripping these people's dreams right out from underneath them. Dude, and I challenge you, I challenge you twofold. Let me finish Wait. real quick. I challenge you twofold. Open your doors. And the second fold, if you don't have doors to open, support those doors. Dude. There's only two answers here. Dude, you have to understand that these people want you to close forever. Yeah, they if you start up. understanding that that's their intent, if you, if you stop thinking that this is about health and start thinking that this is about destroying American small business, so that they can create more followers for their agenda or their, their ideology out of necessity. If you stop and question the intent, it makes perfect sense. They're doing a fucking great job of what they're doing. Well, look at what's, what also is going to happen is like, if you get rid of, why is there an attack on, re- on restaurants? Why is this so crazy? You, you're cutting people. They don't want us to talk. Well, you don't want people to talk. You don't want people to be at a bar. They don't want Thanksgiving because yeah. what's happening here is after the election approved, there's like 80, 80 million people are awake. Yeah. 80 million people yeah. are awake. So if you send those people home to their families and they go talk with their families and they're like, no, like, look here. Look at this. Look right, at this. Right. Look that, at this. Why then, do you think Trump came on fucking TV at 5 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day? Like, dude, they're trying to wake you the fuck up. Yeah. And they don't want you to wake up. I went into Target okay, a week ago. No mask. Wait, let me hit this real quick. Because this is a big fucking point to make. And you guys who are listening to this, like, we joke around. We're fucking talking some shit with our fucking tinfoil yeah. hat. Blah, blah, blah. Let me give you some real talk about somebody who knows a couple things about growing a fucking company from nothing. Which is most of you guys listening. There's a huge opportunity right now that you're not seeing. Mm. There's a huge land grab opportunity for fucking customers. Customers are hungry. They fucking want to support people that have a backbone. They want to support people that, that stand for America. They want to support people who are going to say, fuck this. And we're free. We're doing what the fuck we're going to do. And I'm not talking about left or right. I'm talking about what's right. Okay. And if you're a business person, and you sleep on this opportunity because you're fearful you don't deserve to be in business. That's it. So I would think real hard about that Fair because enough. the companies that are going to be set up for the next 10 years, they are fucking full-fledged land grabbing right now. And you are sitting there with your fucking hands and you're under your ass because you're scared. 
They can't fuck with all of us, guys. They can't fuck with all of us. Okay? So if you're a small business, understand not only is, and I told, I've told you this for seven years, the biggest opportunities are when fucking people think there are no opportunities. And we're in one right now that you can land grab well, the last huge percentages. The last time, the last time there was this much redistribution of wealth was during the Great Depression. Yeah. So we're not, we're in a time where there is an opportunity for people who are willing to take risks and calculated risks to expand. Um, but it's good, but it's about understanding the temperature of the, of the population and that people have been so traumatized all year with fear that they need courage. Yeah. And courage is not the absence of fear. It doesn't mean you're not afraid, but it means that something else is more important. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's the judgment that something else is more important. And the thing that is more important right now is that people stand up. That is the most important thing that we can do. We, we defeated the American Revolution. It took 3% of the population fighting to win our independence as a nation. It doesn't take everybody. It's 3%. And what one man or woman can do, another can do. So stand up. Stand up. This is your right. Our forefathers, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, the people who fought and died to ensure that we could live in a country and a nation, a republic, free of tyranny, whether it be domestic or external. They did not give their lives for nothing for you to sit on your fucking asses right now. So I don't care... What the concept, like you, and I'm going to, let me, let me, I'm going to preface, I'm going to explain where I'm coming from with this. We, you have to learn to manage fear. I, I am in the entertainment industry. I've been canceled. Like I'm canceled right now. I'm can't like they're, they're trying to get rid of me because I supported Trump publicly. They're trying to get rid of me because I ask people questions. They're trying to get rid of me because my following is growing because we're having these conversations and, and engaging in diversity of thought. I'm somebody, I, I got murdered. I was murdered in 2010, okay? After that, I survived. I was revived, and I testified against my twin brother who tried to kill me, who was a gangster. He hired someone to murder me. After he failed to do so, so I couldn't testify against him. I lived in the witness protection program for 11 months. Cancel culture, you don't, it doesn't scare me. That time was one of the hardest times of my life. But at the end of the day, it was a gift because I learned how to survive. I lived off $300 a month, which is like back to, back to being in the uh, poor. And I lost everything. But I, every day, I was determined to survive. And if everyone adopts this attitude as a nation, as small business owners, as thought leaders, as inspirational people, that we are gonna, we're determined to preserve everything that's great about this country and reject these 
false ideological bullshit mentalities that they're trying to poison our brothers and sisters with, we have a chance. We have a chance. But it's in our hands. It's up to us. Dude, Martin Luther King said it, man. It's our obligation. It's our responsibility to disobey unjust laws. It's also our responsibility to obey just laws. I'm not saying run around and burn shit. I'm saying when they say you can't make a living for your family, you tell them to get fucked. That's what I'm saying. And dude, we, we are in a situation right now of, of desperation because if we don't stand up right the fuck now, it ain't coming back ever again. And a lot of people hear this. No, no, no. Wait, wait for the vaccine. You know, when you said brothers and sisters, you reminded me of your, of your boy. Oh, God. <laughs> Anthony Fauci. Yeah. God, that's like. What do you say? Uh, he was like, my African-American brothers Can and sisters. Can you play that clip through your microphone? There? Yeah, just just know. He, Put your microphone up to that speaker. Play that clip. I mean, like this. I'm like, dude, does anybody trust this guy anymore? No. I, I mean, like it's dude, this reminds me of like Nazi eugenics. It's exactly you're like pan, that. you're trying to pander a vaccine that hasn't been tested adequately. And you're pandering to the African-American community like it's it reminds me of South Park when they're like Operation Get Behind the Darkies. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? <laughs> Here it is. Brothers and sisters, is that the vaccine that you're going to be taking is developed by an African-American woman? Play, play it again. Because this, this clip is not getting pushed out. Say to my African-American brothers and sisters, is that the vaccine that you're going to be taking and was developed by an African-American woman. And that is just a fact. I mean, uh, that is a fact. And I think that's some of the things that people dude, don't fully appreciate. Bro, I mean, Yikes. Bro. <laughs> hey, he's got style, bro. Dude, he's cool, bro. Come dude. on, man. Yo, yeah, no shit. The, the there's fuck? a Slayer song I'm serious, about, I'm, about Hitler's doctor called the Angel of Death. This dude's on deck, bro. No I shit. call him Dr. Death. No shit. What do you guys think when you hear that? It makes me sick to my stomach. It's disgusting. It's insulting. Like, first of all, my, my willingness to take a vaccine is not predicated on the fucking race of the doctor who invented the vaccine. You, it's based on the scientific data over it, a period of time. If it through, fucking works. Yeah, like, so, and that it's safe. You know, you, would know, you, you would have to be a fucking idiot. To fucking take that vaccine because it was developed by, by a, a certain person, a person of certain skin color. But that's what the left is about. It's fucking identity politics. And yeah, now they're trying to run race shit. Yeah, they're trying yes. to run the identity politics ball on health on a health crisis. That's not even a health crisis. We're not even in a crisis. No, it's not a crisis. No, it's not. It isn't at all. No, I went to the hospital twice in the last two days. I didn't see any caution tape. You want to see you want any fucking ambulances okay, running? You want to hear about how so crazy on, I am? Hold on, bro. All hold right. on. Hold on. I want to stay on this. So objectively thinking. Hold on. Hold on. Here it comes. Oh, I crushed my hat. All right. Well, I'm going to put it on. You guys don't have you to join me. No, I need a bigger one yeah. anyway. You don't yeah, have, it's it's yeah, anatomically need... incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> racist. That's racist. It? Yeah. Well, it's just he, a fact. He, okay? he did it himself. So. It must be the Italian in you. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Motherfucker, we're all Italian here. <laughs> so look, dude. 
Here's the thing. He's going to use the whole fucking roll. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy's going to make a tinfoil suit. (laughs) Tommy, here you go. That's all you got to do right here. There you go. There you go. All right. All right. So, dude, next time you go out on a a big concert... You gotta, you gotta fucking go out in some tinfoil. What on stage? Yeah, like some oh, yeah. some nineteen ninety nine P Diddy shit. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Here we go. You know what I'm saying? All right, I'm yeah, styling yeah. that uh, more money, more problems music video where it's all shiny and flashy. That's one of my right. favorite Just ones. The whole, the yeah. whole music video. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that was music videos from the nineties. Bring were good. them back. But here, let's be real though. Let's be real, because here in the United States, they are discussing, among many other things that the first people to get this vaccine are inmates and homeless people. Now, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to give them the vaccine, you know, because we care about them the most. Does it sound like what's going on to you guys? Okay, but let's, let's, let's take it one step further. Let's take it one step further. If, now, now, correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I have no problem saying I'm wrong. Bill Gates, his entire initiative and his his talks, besides bringing water to Africa, has been what? And for what reason? What does he talk about in that reason? Global population control. Because if we get too many people, the planet will die. Right? So... If you were to create, I don't know, something to inject into people that would kill them or create them, make them sick or make them die faster than they normally would. I'm not saying you're going to take this shot and it's going to kill you. I'm saying maybe you get cancer. Maybe you get sick. Maybe you get this. Yeah, maybe, maybe who knows? Well, who fucking knows? We don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe. You become sterile. There you go. And that's actually something that they've been talking about. If you there was get, a disclaimer and if, if you get the vaccine, they say not to not to be pregnant and or not to try to get pregnant for two months after because of sterility side effects. Yeah. And so let's think about that. So who do we not want reproducing? Well, I don't care who reproduces. No, no, no. Who who if you're them? Who do we want not who do wouldn't we give it to the people who are the rejects of society first, the, the prisoners and the homeless people, the people who don't contribute anything? The old wait, hold on. And I know this sounds crazy as fuck. What about the old people too? Well, they already listen, since the tinfoil hats are on, I would go as far as to say that in this Michael Bay movie scenario, what if COVID-19 was a biologically engineered weapon from a communist state that was meant to kill a generation of people who were the last living descendants who survived fighting the last communist takeover. Just a, it's just an idea. It's not, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying, yeah. Well, what if that, what, what yeah. if? Why does your intelligence level seem to spike when you have the hat on? I mean, because, you actually, dude, I mean, this is because real it's really working. Yeah. The hat really works. I mean, yeah. you, I mean you, just, even, you even present better. I'm just bro, saying, just maybe wonder, you should try this look. I wonder, yeah, how many people, look. I wonder how many people are watching this and going to their kitchens putting this shit home right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, should just be, that should be a social experiment. Like, yeah. you know what it is? The tinfoil hat is like, it's like the, you, because 
you're wearing it, it's not that serious and scary. So you can kind of say scenarios that might be true. They might be not, but that's what theories are. We shouldn't have a bar against theoretical conversations because there's no, it's like, it's not 1984. Well, well, There's no thought police. So the pushback, like fact I get checkers back. are the thought police. No, it's shame. It's shame, bro. It's shame. Shame on me being a person who is a well-known, uh, you know, speaker and entrepreneur and, and has people that look up to shame on me. You should use your platform like that, this. Exactly. Those are my favorite people. Right. So shame <laughs> on me because I'm fucking concerned for the well-being of the entire fucking world. Shame on me, right? You think I fucking like talking about this shit? You think I like upsetting you or making you scared? No. The only reason I'm saying anything is because I'm legitimately fucking concerned and no one else seems to fucking have the nutsack to say it. Well, I mean, it was a, I'm sure it was a conspiracy theory at one point in time that the world, that the uh, world, that the earth is round, right? Yeah. It's still wasn't, a theory. It's still a fuck. You still wasn't have, he crazy? I mean, it, it was. They were crazy. It was listen, flat. You're falling off the edge, motherfucker. Bro, no, I'm gonna go. There, I'm gonna go find there, out. There was people that still. They killed people for thinking the world was round. You know that? Think yeah. about that. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's your hat, though. That's actually false. Oh, okay. Sorry, that's a that's a bad tune. I was saying. They actually way. kill people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I? Can I? I'm totally. And I. This is because it's interesting to me, and it and it's 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 uh. I don't know, kind of part of me because I have a, one of my dear friends went through it. What was your bottom? You said you're 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 a recovering addict, uh-huh. and everybody, you know, you, most people don't know this about addicts, but they're addicts for life. It's not like a, it's not a uh, light switch on, light switch off type thing. It's an addict for life. They always talk about the moment, the bottom, and they and and we went through this because one of my best friends struggled with crack addiction, and you know you, you go talk to everybody, and because you, you, you know you want to fix them, right? You want to help. Mm-hmm. They always say like, you can't fix them. They got They're either gonna die. Or they're going to hit bottom. When they hit bottom, they'll know and they'll make, they have to make the choice on their own. And I'm, so I'm just, I'm curious on what that was for you. Uh, well, I, I had several failed attempts to like white knuckle it and do it on my own without getting help. Um, although I had become homeless, still thought I could get it together. Um, and I remember I went out, my last drink was May 17th of 2009 and i went out with my best friend who was like a normie and had beers and i scored blow and i got too high and too drunk and we went back to his place and i i I asked him to take me to the hospital and he thought i was playing around and went to bed and i blacked out and i woke up on his bathroom floor and i pissed all over myself i shit all over myself and threw up all over myself and this wasn't the first time this had happened and I've, I've overdosed before, um, on different drugs and, um, it was crazy. I literally woke up and I looked around and I, and that shame. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I literally heard God's voice was like, you don't have to. And that was it. And I was like, and I called a buddy I cleaned up everything and like left before my friend woke up and I, I, I called a, a guy to give me a ride and he was sober and I was like, Hey, I need a place to stay. And he was like, yeah, I got, you know, I got a spare room. You could sleep on the dog bed. And, uh, the next day I went to, I went to a 12 step meeting and I, I heard a bunch of dudes in a room telling the truth. 
That's why this is like, this is, I'm accustomed to this. Men going in the, in a room and telling the complete truth about themselves. And it was okay. And I didn't know, I, I didn't know what they had, but I wanted that. And now I understand what that is, is peace. It's purpose. It's integrity. And I didn't know how to be a man until I got sober. And these men taught me about responsibility, about accountability. And, you know, and I've had other kinds of bottoms. I've had financial bottoms uh, where I, I, I got so tired of being broke that the same thing, I can't do this anymore. You don't have to. And that's kind of been, you know, it's kind of been the same thing with my life. I've had, you know, women. Dude, women is like, if it's pink or green, it's just like, it'll give you problems. It's like money and pussy. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and uh, you know, I'm somebody who like, you know, despite my appearances, I get a lot of attention from women. But <laughs> it's mostly because of my voice. Uh, and yeah, and like I have, I, because I come from a broken home, because I come from a dysfunctional family, I have had, I have had a few relationships with very damaged women. Like I find the broken birds. And I was Captain Sabaho for a long time, and I hit rock bottom with that. And again, the voice comes, you don't have to. And every single time in my life, I have to, I'm the kind of person I have to make my own mistakes. I have to be crucified to be like, okay, everybody, okay, okay, like, <laughs> jokes on <laughs> Take me. me down off the cross. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You and win. Then I, yeah, and yeah. I tuck my tail between my legs, and I'm like, God, help me. And then, <laughs> you know, and then I have to change. You know, well, I think that I think everybody's going through that at some extent, right? Sure, yeah. sure. But twenty twenty has courage? been like that. Yeah. Do you have the courage to make the change? That's well, yeah. that's the that's the thing. Well, the serenity prayer is is interesting. It's like uh, you know the courage to change the things I can. You know me. Yeah. I can only change me. Yeah. I can only you know I have to. I can be responsible for my actions and my attitudes. What I do. But that reverberates, and that goes back to what we were talking about, about standing up. You know, you guys all stand up. I stood up. We took a couple bull whips, but you know what? For somebody who's been murdered, like, I'm like, you know, like, I'm like, okay, like, I've been shadow banned, or like, oh, they're not going to play me on a streaming site. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm also not the kind of musician where, like, I have multiple streams of revenue, so if I get canceled as, a, as an artist. You're losing something. No, I'm, I'm actually like, I actually, it costs so much money to be in a band and go on tour and all this stuff. It's like a burning, it's like a money pit. Well, yeah, but there are what much I'm saying is though, is that look, dude, we, we're going to take some fucking lumps. You're going to sure. lose some shit a little bit. You're going to lose, sure. you're going to lose a couple customers, but that's okay. But you're going to gain fucking 50 for every fucking one. Well, it's also about quality, not quantity. And, and, and here's, let's be real, dude. Even if you lost all your customers, all of them, there's something there's some things that are more important. There are some, even if you, there are things that are more important than your business and you making an income and this and that. I understand that that's fucking hard to, to bite on. But dude, if we, if we don't come together and I'm talking about everybody, I'm talking about white people, black people, brown people, gay people, Fucking everybody, everybody, every group, all the, all the fucking groups. Cause I'm going to miss them all. Okay. Cause I see Americans, dude. That's what I see. I see fucking Americans. I don't see 
black Americans and white Americans are fucking, I don't, all the things. I don't even, I fucking see people, dude. I see Americans. And if we can't find that common ground amongst each other and stand up together and tell these people to stop fucking with us, we're in for some deep shit. And it's not good for any of us. It's not good for anyone. It's like none of you are going to win if we don't get together. Let me, you know, it's one of the, one of the, so before I flew out, this is one of the most beautiful things. So in Huntington beach, they had an anti-lockdown, an anti-curfew, anti-lockdown rally, like whatever, thousands of people. So I went with Tito Ortiz, my buddy Lee, a couple of social media influences who are, who are patriots. Um, Dude, my gay friends were there. Yeah. My straight friends were there. My black friends were there. Yeah. My Latino friends were there. And and then the trans for Trump showed up. And I was and we and everybody awesome. hugged. Yeah. And I was like, we're all here. Yeah, that's right. We're here. This is what America is. Yeah. And that's what's happening. And it I think happening. people need to understand that the right. It's not just conservatives. What has happened is if we're all in this long pool, the Democrats have shit in the water over there and all the moderates and the libertarians and everybody else were like, Ooh, like I want to get away from this as far as I possibly can. Yeah. And so everyone on this side, there's some misconception. Yeah. You know, like I go, I go to, Hang out well, and I see I see MAGA Hulk and we're like, yeah, I'm like Steve, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like you gotta get yeah, yeah he, dude, like you him. guys gotta talk, yeah. man. He's great. Yeah. Um, and just all these people from all these different walks of life and the and the you know, the the police in Orange County and the sheriff's department, they told the governor fuck off fuck you. Yeah, dude. I saw a and video the businesses today. are staying open because Bro, they know that the police are on their side. I saw a video today of those same officers we're talking about escorting a business owner against the 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 crazy mob into their business to open it today in oh, California. What business? Uh, it was a restaurant, but it was awesome. Can we give a shout out to Max Pub House in Staten Island? Yeah. God, those guys God, are guys great, stunned, man. Yeah. Stand up. Hey, I got Ian a question, went though. down there to see them. Yeah. He spoke. Yeah. I think he bartended. Oh, did he? I got a question, though. Yeah. Were the exes of Tommy for Trump there? All what your you ex-girlfriends? No. <laughs> no. They didn't come together and hug and hug you? No, no. <laughs> they only do that. They... <laughs> this motherfucker. Look, look that out. Shit, I know. I he's, know. He's like, ah. Afterwards, this is going to be like, you want to edit that? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a shit. I, I mean, look, this is part. This is bro? like, this hey. is a, a good example of cancel culture. And, you know, I'm like, I'm currently like many of my friends who are, who are professionals in the or public figures or wealthy. I'm currently engaged in an attempted me too campaign, you know, and I've been, I've been going through an extortion attempt for 10 months. I dated, I dated a girl. I didn't know a lot of things about her. She had a history of doing certain things. Um, you know, she was not well, she was physically violent and our relationship was toxic. And I, I was like, see you later. And this actually happened. Our breakup happened on the heels of, a girlfriend of mine was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. So she, so my friend, Amy Nicole Hardwick, she was a doctor. She was, she had a stalker. It was, this I guy. heard about this. Yeah. She yeah. dated this guy. Amy and I were friends for 14 years and you know, he, 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 it, they had a toxic relationship. She broke up with him, had to get restraining orders, moved on. 
He found out where she lived nine years later and then murdered her on Valentine's Day. And I went on stage and I was in Europe and I was beside myself. And Amy was friends with a lot of people. She, her ex-husband was a drummer, so she knew all the musicians. And so I'm on tour with Five Finger Death Punch and Megadeth. This is a lot of people crying. It, I mean, it was, she was yeah. a wonderful, wonderful person. And I printed out her picture and I went on stage and I gave this speech about domestic violence. Um, and that, you know, if you're in a domestic violence situation, you have to leave. And then I came home and my old lady punched the shit out of me for posting a picture with another woman who was my dead friend. And that was pretty much the end of it. And we tried to be friends after that. It was not possible. And once I, you know, I just moved on. And I, like most guys, I kept moving. I started seeing somebody else. And that's when the craziness started. And then it was like, I'm getting, you know, police reports, fake police reports and this, that, the other. And, you know, the DA looked at all that. There was no evidence. So they threw it out. So she went and got a restraining order, then said, if I give her $20,000, she'll walk away. Then it was $40,000 to walk away. Then it was $60,000 to walk away. And where we are engaged in a civil di dispute right now. So we've been in trial. We have one more day. And it's not looking good for her. So she went to the press. Mm. And I mean, the things that I'm accused of is like, you know, it's like attempted murder shit, like beating and strangulation and did a, things that like, you know, I'm, I'm 260 and I'm six one. We're like, if you were a guy and I and I did this to you, like you'd die. Yeah, you know what I mean, <laughs> look, man, you so don't have some fucking. I'm a, but this I'll is be what, real, dude. That what you just talked about, and, and obviously, you know, uh, I don't want to. I'm not going to get into the particulars of that. It's there's a you know, the courts will handle it and it'll be handled, and that's that. But mm. you you brought something up, dude. That is uh that is you know relevant to what we're talking about. Is you know domestic violence goes both ways. Of course, people don't understand that. And a lot of, you know, well, how could I go on stage and say that with integrity yeah. and then stay no, I get in it. a relationship? But what like I'm that. saying is, is like, dude, I listen, I know lots of dudes who go home on a regular basis and get fucking attacked by their, their female partner. And there's this thing, you know, they talk about toxic masculinity. There's this thing in society that says, you know, never, ever touch a woman ever, ever. Okay. I, I, I agree with that. I don't yeah. think that people should touch my, each other. My father raised way. me like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I was raised too. I agree with that. But what does a man do when he's on the receiving end of a fucking beating from a woman? Well, you leave. But the problem is, is that a, uh, an abusing woman, women fight with poison. Yeah. So if she can't, destroy you physically she tries to destroy you financially she'll try to destroy your relationship they'll use the court systems to get you tangled up waste your money no, waste not, your time waste your not, energy these we're talking about abusive women but this is a form a form of abuse right. is to not just like with amy where her ex did not allow her to move yes. on and live her life this is a different, uh, a lesser version of yeah. that. Unless I want them getting killed by my ex, which no, I don't no, know dude. that might, well, what I'm <laughs> that might happen. Bro. What I'm saying <laughs> is, is that like, dude, there are pro athletes. These are these are all physically imposing men. This yeah. happens all the time. It never gets talked about. Well, this woman did this to a rapper in 2016 that I had my private investigative dug up a bunch of dirt and found out all these court records. Dude. And I talked to him 
And he told me the whole story that he was a victim of this too. Dude, but I'm, what I'm trying to get at is this shit shouldn't be tolerated either way. You know, like women should not be hitting men. Men should not be hitting women. No, it's very simple. And, and this thing in society of, you know, because, because along with that teaching of men should never hit a woman, there's that implied part of it that is okay for a woman to hit a man. It's not okay. It's not fucking okay. And Love Dude, is never violent. No, it isn't. And I know a lot of men, a lot of successful men who are pro athletes, businessmen, people of, of stature, okay, that, that public figures who are in abusive relationships but won't say shit because of what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. Because they don't want to sound like a pussy and they don't want to sound like, they well, just deal with it. They don't want to get laughed at too. Yeah. I mean, how do you... You know, if you're a big guy and you're, you can't, what are you going to call the police? And then the, the boys are going to come over and you're like, guys, yeah, you hit me. And they're like, bro, like, you know. yeah. And it, it's just like, handle your shit. I know. But so, it, you know, the solution is leaving. Of course. Yeah. But sometimes you're not allowed to leave. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, I think in um, that, in that case though, you're always allowed to leave. Yeah, you are. You should always leave, should always but it might be it might no, be no, no. a headache. What, what he's saying is that they, they, it costs you a whole bunch of other shit to leave. Right. Yeah, because I think what happens is is that I think women who are abused as children, uh, especially if it's the opposite the opposite gender parent, if they have abusive fathers, they equate love with a loving and and loving and hating and loving and hating and so if they're in a, a relationship pattern. that doesn't have abuse they need to create it and so during the course of, I, I and i stay in therapy regularly so do and so during the course of this relationship as these behaviors started to exhibit themselves it was very apparent that there was a there was a desperate need to recreate the daughter father relationship within the romantic relationship confine and because i know a lot about this stuff despite how much I love this person, I was like, I can't do this ride. I have too much to lose. I'm not about this. And this is not the trajectory of where I'm going. Mm. This is not this, you know, these are the things like if we all have issues, I've got issues, everyone's got issues, but guess what? It's your responsibility to go in your own corner and you sort your own shit out. So you bring the best of yourself to the person that you love. And if the, your partner doesn't want to do that, then find another partner. Yeah. That's Great what it advice. comes down to. Oh, that's and that's Great what advice. I learned. You can know, I, can I, I know we're, we're coming up on our little time, but I want to ask you know, if you're cool to talk about it. Sure. The, the your, your brother trying to murder you. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know you were a twin. Yeah. I have twins. So like, to me, this is extremely like kind of, yeah, it's intense. I, I, yeah. I mean, it's to hear it is one thing, you know, in the sense of like, you see it on the news and we're desensitized to, that, you know, to have a relationship with somebody and then understand that that's an underlying truth or something that you've gone through. It's well, so, so this, my relationship with my twin brother directly correlates with the broken bird syndrome, right? My first primary relationship in life was with my twin. My brother had mental health issues. We're fraternal. We're not identical. So he has some things, some effects, side effects from you know, our genetic parents that I didn't get. I got alcoholism and drug addiction. He did too, but he also got severe mental health issues. So he's been mentally institutionalized since we were 10 or 11. And he, uh, you know, he, it started out with bipolar behavioral patterns. Then it's like this, it developed into schizophrenia that could be from extreme drug abuse on top of, you know, 
his his uh, ADHD and his and bipolar too. And um, the you know, I mean, the long the way this all culminated was uh, I had moved to California. I didn't see him for a long time. I got sober. He stayed on the same path, and as his his life deteriorated, so did his his you know mental capacity, and he just became this extremely violent criminal person. And I moved back to New York, and he, you know, he invaded my home. I came home from being on a date. He wasn't supposed to be there. He asked me to help him murder somebody. Um, he was clearly high. I told him no, and I told him to leave. He left, and I went outside to my sister actually lived five blocks away. And I was, I, I was like, he's going to go to her house. Cause he's like looking for something. Like he was like trying to rob the house or something. And, uh, he hit me from behind with a crowbar, fractured my skull. I fought him, broke my left arm. Uh, and then he beat me, uh, until my spleen ruptured. And by some act of God, like everything in slow motion, I got up and I like got out of the way and I got directions like go left, go right. And then I ran and I got rushed to the hospital. You know, it was like a, you know, it was a big drama. It was brutal. And, um, I, I, my spleen started emptying out all of my blood flow into in between my organs. I forgot what that cavity is called. And, uh, yeah, like my mom showed up to the hospital and like my sister was there, my friend, like, you know, the girl I was dating and, it was just intense, man. I, I held my mother's hand and I, my, my poor mother, you know, who's like had two knucklehead sons and an, her alcoholic husband that she had to leave and her two fucking crazy ass drunk crackhead sons. But one son finally gets his shit together and the other one tries to kill him. <laughs> this poor lady. And, uh, Real quick, is, is, is this your biological mom? No. So, no, okay. I've never met my biological parents. This okay. is the woman that raised me since I was two weeks old. And so, yeah. And I, I had a, I died and I had this near death experience and, um, it was, we talked about it the other night at the house and it yeah. was, it was, it was pretty intense. Yeah. So I went, I crossed over, I had a whole experience. Um, and that's another reason that experience that we were talking about is another reason why I don't have the fear anymore of what will people think of me? What, what, what? none of that's real. And, and what is real is this, this, like love is real and what is right is real and what is real can never be destroyed. And so we might take slings and arrows in this dimension, but dude, this ain't it. It's no. not, a, it's definitely not it. No, Zero I'm convinced, chance. convinced. Just out of curiosity from a personal standpoint, was it? a bigger struggle for you to overcome addiction or was it a bigger struggle for you to overcome your brother's attempted murder of you? Meaning like to mentally digest it, I guess, in that sense. Well, I went, I'm pretty, I'm a survivalist mentally. So like I compartmentalize a lot of this stuff as, so the trauma got compacted. And so I went and then I got placed in the witness protection program about six or seven months later. So I never really had a chance to process. I was always on survival mode. And this is the, the interesting thing that happened. I was, I was talking to a friend about this last night about pushing trauma down and why I don't do it anymore. Uh, I testified against my brother. He got 17 years in jail for attempted murder. And 
the next day I was, I was dating an alcoholic woman. She was like, and she said, this is too much. Like, I can't do this, but it was really cause she wanted to drink in the house and not me have not me have a problem with it. And then I caught my boss cheating on his wife with one of the servers that I, where I worked and I lost my job and this shit happened one, two, three in three days. And I was, and I was, that was it. And I remember sitting on a park bench and I was, I was like, if I take one step, I feel like I'm going to shatter like glass. I had $200 to my name. I had no place to live. I was sleeping on my sister's couch and I felt like, Maybe the reason why I came back to life was so I could put my brother away and my mother can live the rest of her life in peace and not because he used to abuse her. He's he's an elder abuser. And I just decided that was it. So I took out my suit. I had one black suit and I put it on my mother's spare bed and I went to the train station and I was like, I'm just going to kill myself. And I'm I'm at the junction in Brooklyn at the J train. It's above ground platform. And I, I picked this because if the train hit me I, and I didn't die from the hit, I would fall. And that I, cause I was like, I'm not trying to be you know paralyzed. So I get a running start. I can see the train coming. My phone started ringing. And I like looked at, you know, I just picked it up, looked at the number. I didn't know, recognize the number. And I just answered it. I don't, I have no idea why. Hello? Hey, is this Tommy? Like, uh, yeah, I'm kind of in the middle of something right now. Like, uh, who is this? And he didn't say anything. He said he was, you get, I heard he was crying. He was like, I need help. And I was like, where are you? And the train that was supposed to kill me pulled into the station. I got on the train. I met this kid, Derek, and he was a heroin addict. And he had just come off an OD. He was a singer in a punk band and he knew who I was from being in bands. And I had no money and no nothing, but I had a new purpose. And I was like, I'm going to get this fucking kid sober and then I'm going to kill myself. And I was like, every day I was like, I'll just kill myself tomorrow. That's how I dealt with the, the suicidal depression. I was like, I'll just do it in tomorrow morning. I'll just do it tomorrow. Can't leave this kid hanging. And then I sponsored him. And I took him through the 12 steps and now he's a very, I mean, it's, he's so successful and it's like, I'm almost jealous. He's like doing great and he's got, you know, a penthouse apartment and he's like killed it on the stock market and does MMA and he's like such a great human. He's like, and he's like my little brother. And on his couple years ago, his third or fourth year sober, he flew to California and I was living out there at the time. Cause I always told him about the room with the guys who told the truth and they called on me. They called on him. He shared. And then they called on me and I said, and I told my story and I, he never knew that by calling me and asking for help, he saved my life. And so the most important things to me, the most important words that I will ever receive or say is I don't know and I need help. And sometimes when we're too proud to ask people for help, we got to get to work helping somebody else. And it's we're right now, a lot of people are suicidal. A lot of people are losing stuff. I got a lot of men and women. I got police officers, people who are sick. 
people who have lost everything all because of 2020 and they're thinking about committing suicide. And I'm like, listen, only thing that you can control is your actions and your attitudes and your actions will determine your attitude. And if you find someone who's in a worse position than you help them, if you want to have better self-esteem, you have to do esteemable acts. And that's the way things change. We need one another inherently it's within all of us. We're not meant to carry this load by ourselves. And you're not alone. You don't have to be ashamed. It doesn't make you less of a man or a woman to feel this way. But we've all felt these feelings. Especially this year. Of course. Yeah. But we need each other. We have, And this is a part of standing up. It standing is. up for life. Standing up for what's right, for what's good. Yeah. For the, for if we work for it, it will get better. Yeah, that's, that's an awesome story, dude. Super powerful. Yeah, man. Um, you know, it's, it's I really somber. The mood. Should no, I put the hat back on? Nah, brother. Hey, <laughs> no, listen, no, that was bro, awesome. It's real shit. Like, yeah. look, dude, I'm getting hit up in DMS nonstop from people who are just, they don't know what to do. And talking about these things that we're talking about, You know, you, you guys have to understand most of the people in the world who've built something and that you probably think you look up to, they hide all this shit from you. They, they hide their struggle from you because they want to be seen as better. They want to be seen as the hero. They want to play into their own narrative that they tell about themselves to themselves as opposed to relating to you. And, and, and dude, Every single, every single successful person that I would consider successful, and I'm not talking just financially, I'm talking there's lots of ways that I consider people successful. Every single one of them well, that I personally know struggles very, very hard with certain situations. And we go through periods and ebbs and flows where things are hard. And you have to understand that you aren't alone. And because of the ego of so many people, and I don't say ego in a bad way, right? I just, it's just, to me, ego is ego. It's like anything. They have too big of an ego and they carry too much fear of judgment to be real, dude. And to say the things that you just said. And dude, every single person that I know personally, whether they say so publicly or not, struggles and you guys out there who are struggling right now, you don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. You don't know anything. You're just completely confused. I will say two things. One, that's where they want you to be right now. Okay. And two, the only way to get out of it is to control what you can control. Okay. And those are things very simply what you eat, what you drink and what you put into your head is information. Okay. How you move those four things. You can control those things right now. You can control those things. Start there and move and get in touch with people who are willing to be honest, get in touch with people, groups like you're talking about where people are, you know, working to be better versions of themselves. You know, not everybody is like that. Not everybody wants to be better. Not everybody wants to have a better life. Or, or you have to separate from the from those people and move into groups 
where people are focused on a positive direction. And doing so is going to require some uncomfortable decisions to be made, like being sober or like disassociating with people that contribute to you in a negative way. That you don't have the will or the power or the um, strength to resist. We've all been that week before. Fuck, dude, you don't get to be 350 fucking pounds without being pretty fucking weak. I'm sorry. That's just reality. And we have to stick together. We have to stand up together. And we have to look out for each other because, dude, apparently the people who we elect to run shit, no matter what, aren't going to look out for us at all. So what are we going to do now? We got to do what we can do. You know? I don't know, man. Can I, I before we close out, because I, <clears throat> I want to say thank you, because I, I think out of all the shows that we've done, I think the best, the best qualities or advice you can get from somebody, especially another man, is yeah. vulnerability and humility. And when you get to, you know, and I think this goes to, to kind of coincide both your points, is we all struggle. You know, and I think struggle is the true bond of humanity and understanding, like, dude, you're not alone. I hear here's, here's four alpha males, right? Oh, we got our shit together, blah, blah, blah. But dude, like, man, being able to connect with another man on, through vulnerability and, like, insecurity, that's where bond happens. And that's where understanding of, of, of how you can help other people. Because, dude, where I struggle, another person succeeds. And you can seek that help in somebody else. And where, and where I might gracefully move through life in certain things, somebody else completely struggles. And it's like my duty, and we talk about this, like, our mission here at First Form is that's not about protein powder. It's about helping people change their lives, whether it's physically, financially, or emotionally, and understanding like we have a mission in order to help people change their lives. And you have to connect through struggle. And struggle is okay. Insecurities are okay. You must learn to create the humility within the mirror to be able to reach out for that help and to be able to actually seek some another man's advice. It doesn't make you weak. In fact, it makes you stronger because that that inherent ability to check down your faults, to go seek help to become better is step one. And step one is the hardest motherfucking step you're ever going to take, whether it's changing your life from emotional trauma, from physical trauma, and just simply making change. Step one is the hardest fucking change. And it's what looks back at you in the mirror, digesting that and making progress and one simple move to progress out of that. And so I, I, that story to me was, was awesome. It was fucking rad as fuck. But to hear it, to experience it, I'm proud of you. That's a great movement, and it's, there's a lot of people who are going to experience a great deal of emotion and strength through it. So that was, that was awesome. I appreciate that contribution. Thank you for inviting me to a platform uh, where I could share that because that's what we're all here to do. Yeah. That's what's, what's most real. We talk about this too. Yeah, that's right. What is the most thing that, what is the thing that is most real is the truth. Yeah. The same thing, the same thing I'm thinking of here, dude, when you're, when you're, when you guys are talking is that I'm trying to like run down the list of people I know who, who, who other people would look up to, who I look up to every single one of those people, every fucking one of them has built all of their strength, all of their power, all of their discipline, all of their, the qualities that people look at and admire, they've all been built off a base of very, very dark, difficult struggles, all of them. And so maybe this is your struggle. Maybe this is your time to set the foundation for what you're supposed to be. You know, we had a guy come down yesterday who saw that you were in town 
Yeah. One of my friends here, Patrick McKenna. He's a cool dude. Yeah, dude. Real cool dude. I've known him for a long time. Friends on Instagram. Yeah, he saw that Tommy was here. Sends me a text. He's like, dude. He's like, I didn't know Tommy Vex was here. I'm a huge fan of his music. But more importantly, he's helped me get sober. He's helped me get my life together. That's fucking real shit, bro. That's the ripple effect that sometimes we never see from what we build. And you guys out there who are thinking nobody cares, people do fucking care. People are watching you. And your story that you can build off of where you are and what struggles that you are going through can potentially save people's fucking lives. And Yeah, it's like if you kill yourself today, you may be killing the wrong guy. Yeah. Right? Because you don't know. You're stealing from yourself the opportunity to become the man or woman that you're truly meant to be. Right. And no matter how far down the scale we go, when we change our direction, we will see how our experience will benefit others just like your friend. Yeah. And that becomes the bright spot of my life. Yeah. Is those relationships. And, you know, as somebody who like, I don't really have a family. I built one. Yeah. And my, my network, my community, my friends is becomes my family. I'm not anybody's kid. I'm like everybody's son or brother, you know? Yeah. And that's how I like it. What a gift. Dude, it's a privilege to be in that position. It, I, I, the fame, money, huge screaming crowds, all of the shit that people think is really fucking cool doesn't oh, yeah, compare no. to what happened yesterday. Because I had those things happen to me in a similar way for you know, different reasons. You had it today? Yeah. You had the winner yeah. of the challenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Woman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrible car accident. Yeah. Lost her memory for 10 years of yeah. her memories. Yeah. Couldn't even walk. But, dude, those things, and that's what you're missing out on, guys, when you decide to go down that hole all the way and not come back out. You know what I'm talking about. You're missing out on the best parts of life, dude, which are the, the other people that you inspire to improve. There's nothing. There's no amount of money that someone could give me to trade that for. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's literally the purpose that drives every fucking single thing that I do in my life. And you have to think about, you know, what is the purpose of your life? What are you supposed to become? Who are you supposed to be? You know, that little, that little version of yourself that you imagine and that you think of and that you wish you were, that you're afraid to tell everybody, that is what you're supposed to become. And if you quit, if you, if you give up because things are hard or you feel alone or you feel like nobody understands, that's you selling you a story that just simply isn't true. And you are taking not only yourself out of the game, you are taking the ripple effect of many other people down the line who could have benefited from who you were supposed to become and you are taking them off the table too. And that's something to think about because when it's, when it's, there's nobody to look at and it's all about you and it's all about your pain and it's all about your struggle. You cannot see the actual mission of what you're supposed to do and where you're supposed to contribute. And I hope you guys hearing Tommy's story today and, you know, all the other crazy shit we talked about (laughs) will stop and remember that there is a ripple effect 
on your actions. And people do care about you. And there's people that you haven't even met yet that are going to change their entire fucking lives because of things that you do when you decide to chase that little vision, that little thing, that, that little bitty thing that you think about before you go to bed. When you say, dude, this is what I could be like, you know, I could be this and this would be all. That's what the fuck you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be that. You're supposed to go after that. And when you go after that, other people will be inspired to go after their thing. Okay. And only good things come of that. Only, only great things for, for our country, for the world, for humanity come from people willing to stand up in the hardest, darkest most painful times in the most difficult struggles and say, dude, you ain't fucking winning. You're not winning. I'm going to fucking win. I'm going to press on and I'm going to create something that is worthy of sharing to other people. And sometimes that's just the truth. It's usually just who you are and what you want to be and what you believe in and what you stand for. And you guys out there listening right now, 2020 is fucking bullshit. Okay, all the things we said that are wrong in the world right now, those are people instigating those things. And you have to remember that before you play into it. So remember this. It's not 2020. It's not this or that or this. It's you. What can you do? How can you build? How can you improve? What can you stand for? And right now, more than ever, it matters. Right. I told my teacher, dumb bitch, I'm going